This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, a guest in the studio, and uh, we've had the pleasure of speaking to him before, and you remember him from uh, some fantastic movies. Um, I mean, you know, Sling Blade, obviously. Phenomenal. Armageddon, The Monster's Ball, uh, Love Actually. Uh, in fact, we have we have a clip I'd like to play from one of our favorite movies <laughs> uh, that he stars in. Is this ready to go? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Santa! Yeah? You're bringing me my present early? No. But I never told you what I wanted. I said I didn't bring it, this <laughs> Okay, good. What a stuffed elephant. A pink one. Well, wish in one hand, the other one. See which one fills up first. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Bob Porter is here. Good morning, Billy. Hey, guys. How are you doing today, man? How's tricks? <laughs> that is my all-time favorite movie. Whenever anybody asks me, you know, what's your favite movie, that hands down. You have it my, listed. That yeah, bad Santa. listed as my favorite movie ever. It is well, well, you know, they started, uh, a lot of people have it on there. They'll ask, what are your favorite Christmas movies? And people will list uh, their their top three or something like that, and it's like uh, it's a wonderful life and the right. Christmas story and Bad Santa. But they're serious, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it just not the holidays. Of, looks kind of odd up next to those other movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are you're in town. You're you're uh, promoting a film uh, which is called uh, The Astronaut Farmer, and uh, also along with you, the uh, we have the director and uh, writers of uh, of the film, uh, the the Polish brothers. It's uh, Mike Polish and Mark Polish who are here as well. You guys, yeah. we'll uh, you guys had a screening of it last night or a question and answer session? Yeah. <laughs> was it both or was it one? Well, it's uh, uh, well, uh those things are always kind of odd, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we we had a screening and, and a question and answer thing, uh, and um, I don't know. It's just um, are they always insightful questions or are they? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's what happens: you you go in there and everybody's like, "Oh wow, look, the guys from the movie are here," and it's exciting for about thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, uh, uh, I mean, and it went great. I mean, the, the people loved the movie. Yeah. It was it was really nice. But then when the questions start, it's like sometimes it's like somebody just hits you in the head with a hammer because <laughs> you don't know what to say. You know, right? Like, uh, and uh, welcome and, to our world, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. And then I don't know how you guys do it, but uh, <laughs> one way or the other, we had uh, you know mostly normal questions and good questions. But then every now and then somebody says something like. So, why, like last night, why did you, uh, why did you make the launch so fast? Oh, man, that kills my question. <laughs> <laughs> it was pissing us off, frankly. Right? It seemed to be far too quick. <laughs> and it's like, uh, and, uh, you know, of course, right away, it's like film student. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I got you. Well, you know, because he's trying to help your career. He feels yeah, that, uh, you know, as he's there with the, the milk dud stuck to his fingers, he can help you <laughs> That's right. and improve your career. Do people, nice. do people at least try to stay within uh, the context of the film or do they start asking about your personal life and that stuff as well? Well, you know, fortunately, last night it was all about the movie, and uh, and it was actually a really good screening. People were great, and uh, uh, this one went okay. Every now and then, you'll get somebody who says, you know, is it true that you're half dragon or whatever? <laughs> you get the half dragon, do you? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, do you not like that? You mean because people see you, you know, in all these movies, and they kind of want to know the real you. Do you not? Do you not like to talk about your personal life? 
Well, I don't mind. You know, it's not that bad. Uh, no, you have you have a. We we talked before. Your oh, your yeah. track record is. Uh, we we would all take, like to walk in your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've had some fine living yeah. there. It ain't the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all it's all good. Well, the the movie looks. You know, phenomenal. We were having it. We had a charity uh, a function that we were making good on last night. We would love to have to have been there and, and seen seen it. But we've looked at a lot of clips, and it, it definitely seems to have a a very strong uh, field of dreams you know you need a movie like this to come out every every couple of years so that you know people have something to go and enjoy and feel feel good about is that what drew you to the to the project yeah absolutely it was uh yeah i've told people that i always wanted to do uh my jimmy stewart mr smith goes to washington right movie, you know and that's were you that's a capper fan or, uh, oh big yeah, capper yeah. fan and, and this movie really has uh that classic story of those those 40s movies and yet it's in a contemporary setting and Field of Dreams is actually a good call. That's a, it, it has that kind of feeling. And, you know, I, I normally don't do movies that the, the whole family can see. <laughs> and, uh, that's, a, that's an understatement. Right? Yeah. Uh, th and this one is. I mean, you know, t with the test screenings and everything, it was like everything from kids to elderly people really loved the movie. It's, a, it's got a Hoosiers kind of feeling to it also, oh, wow. you know. And it's, it's really a terrific, uh, terrific movie, I think. Well, I want to know what uh, compelled Mike and Mark uh, to write this story and, uh, and you know, and, and does where it, it comes from. Yeah. Does it play off of a, of, of a, of a real story? We we really just wanted to build a rocket. <laughs> it's really well, if you could explain the the plot to those who, well, the, who may not be it's familiar. about a man who decides that you know after his NASA training he had to go home because of family circumstances and didn't give up the dream of building going into space. So he, he decided he was close to yeah. close he to was, making yeah. it and had to sort of dash his dreams. Yeah, he go home and and work the work the ranch. And right. So he came back and built the built the specs a Mercury Atlas rocket. Uh, now, oh, this, yeah. I, I remember seeing stories in, in the past of, of people who have attempted to build yeah. backyard rockets. Did you draw on them for any, you know, uh, uh, inspiration, uh, inspiration for the story? Or? Yeah. Well, if they failed, we didn't know about them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's, there's no way of... He didn't do that quite right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we might see a bunch of launches coming up. <laughs> really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. But... There was that really bad Andy Griffith TV show called Salvage. Do you oh, remember that? Christ, Do you remember that? About that? No, we've been here. We should make a movie about that. Oh, yes. it, was, it was terrible. <laughs> Salvage. It was back yeah. in the seventies. When you're doing that, do Mayberry RFD the movie too? Would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Berry's Cop, Cop Rock the movie. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so uh, this did you uh, was this in conjunction with NASA until you make sure that you get the technical stuff uh, correct while you were uh, uh, writing? We were able to get the blueprints, yeah, but without the certified stamp, <laughs> right? Yeah. Approval, no. Sort of the no frills version yeah. of a rocket. Yeah, Billy, did you do anything uh, uh, at uh, you know like go to a space camp or, or anything to prepare for it? No. Uh I had done Armageddon about 10 years ago, and I, and I did uh, quite a bit of research for that because all my dialogue in that movie was very technical, so right. I had to learn what I was talking about. So, and, and I talked to a lot of NASA people at that time, you know, and um, so for this movie, I didn't really need to do as, as much research, and plus the, the guys, Mike and Mark, they, they knew so much about it that if I needed to know anything I could ask them. Okay. What, what impresses me is how you can can play and you play so very well the, the sociopath uh, and, and you play this and in this movie you're very you, you come across you do the, a warm sensitive sort of guy character well which which is closer to to your real day to day uh, experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well actually probably the astronaut farmer. Okay yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean I've I've been around a lot of sociopaths, <laughs> uh, but uh, 
And those are fun to play. Are, are, you get, you really get a are. kick out of that. Oh, you, you can tell you're enjoying that when you're playing that kind of character. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's always fun to play things that you can't really do in regular <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, well, but you want to do. Right. I mean, I... I did, for Bad Santa, I did troll around the uh, big and tall women's section. Right <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that type of research. You wanted to pee your pants, for real, did you not? Uh, I wanted to pee my pants. Uh, they wouldn't let me. They said, well, then we'd only have the one take. And, everything. <laughs> and I said, with as many beers as I've had this morning, we may have two or three takes. <laughs> in, uh, in Bad Santa and then Sling Blade alike, you worked with um, two great kid actors, and, and there are so many movies out there where there are really bad kid actors. Uh, is that, uh, you know, they always say you never want to work with with children and animals in, in Hollywood, but but somehow you found two kids that are really great. In and not movies. annoying. Not, yeah. not like a Jake Lloyd in Phantom Menace. You know, right. <laughs> you know? I mean, these, these kids were great. Well, uh, uh, they're, uh, you're talking about the girls in Astro Farmer? Yeah, any of those. It, it, do, oh, yeah. do you build up a camaraderie with the kids, or are the parents yeah. initially like, that's bad Santa, don't talk to him? You know, it's it's incredible, especially in L.A., how much parents will let their kids do just to be on television <laughs> or a movie. I don't doubt uh, it, yeah. They don't care at all. I mean, uh, the kid in Bad Santa... I felt so bad for him because he's kind of like that, you know. Really? And, 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 I mean, he's real innocent, yeah. you know. And uh, he did, you know. And I said to him, oh, you know, "I got to hit you in the head." Right. I, you know, yeah. So I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, wasn't supposed to say that. Was I, I no took problem. care of it. Oh, yeah, did you? Okay, I'll take care. Of okay. No problem. But anyway, so yeah, uh, I was wondering that because that, yeah. uh, you know. Regardless, the kid was sort of, you know, it's chunky and seemed yeah. to be sort of in line with his character, how you yeah. managed to get by with that. Well, I felt kind of bad, but he said, oh, I know it's just a movie, and his parents loved it, you know, and they were just happy to be there. You know? Yeah, better, better hanging with you than at Neverland Ranch, right? Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. as, as we've sat here and talked, my uh, computer screen is filled up with instant messages of, of people doing the uh, the Carl mm-hmm and, and that whole thing. Do you, you must get that all the time. Do people walk up? I mean, like, and, and you, it's like you want to turn around and go, hey, that's the first time I've heard that. You know? <laughs> I'm sure you get that constantly, don't yeah, you? That's always fun. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> um, you, know, you know what it is? is like, let's, let's say I'm at the mall and I'm, I'm uh, you know, walking over to the, tennis shoe store or right, whatever. Yeah. And then, or the large lady section. Or the large yeah, yeah. lady section. And uh, some guy comes up, and it happens all the time, some guy comes up and he says, hey, dude, you have no idea, man. My uncle does does an impression of you. It's so cool. You got you to gotta hear it. First of all, they say an impression of me. Right? <laughs> but I always know they mean the sling boy. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So... Uh, Anyway, so they, they say, uh, you should hear my uncle. I go, that's pretty cool. Well, tell your uncle I said hello. He's right over here at the corn dog stand. I'm going to go get him. Well, see, I'm codependent. <laughs> so I'll stand there, and I wait like 15 minutes for this guy to go get his uncle. He brings the uncle back. And the uncle does some horrible impression of the sling blade character. And I go, oh, wow, that's really great. That's even better than I can do it or something like that. <laughs> then they want to make a picture. 
Right, yeah. Which is okay. I don't mind taking pictures of people, but they can never operate their camera. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's true. Yeah. So you got to stand there while they all figure out how to operate the camera. Right, yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's part, <laughs> part of the deal. You know, I, I just have to mention, uh, I, I loved, and we've, we were talking about this as you were coming here, the, the special you did with uh, Warren Zevon towards the uh, you know the, the end there was just was just phenomenal. And he was, he's a, 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 been a big part of WMMR as well. Uh, you know, you're, you're working on that, is that, I assume that's something you'll always cherish, uh, you know, being a part of that towards the end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Warren and I were old friends, and uh, he was a great guy. And uh, actually, I was uh, on his last record. On right. The I did background which is a, Which is a, a fantastic record. Terrific yeah. record. And uh, and Warren was really amazing toward the end. He was uh, pretty courageous. I don't know if the rest of us could be that way. And uh, it was great. And being able to narrate the documentary and everything was a Really cool thing. I was honored to do it. I've heard reports, and they they might be erroneous, that there there's a, a, a film biography planned for him. Is that is that true? Is that just hearsay? Uh, actually, Crystal Zebon, who is his uh, ex-wife, who was still really close with Warren, uh, has written a book that Warren asked her to write. Right, and uh, he said, "You do it before somebody else does it." <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, uh, she's written a book, and there's some talk about uh, making a movie from it. That'd be wild. Yeah. yeah. Are you uh, Are you still continuing your uh, you know uh, music? music career? You do oh, yeah. recording, yeah. Yeah, we just finished a new record called Beautiful Door, uh, and it uh, comes out May 8th on uh, Universal New Door. Okay. Any music on the soundtrack? Uh, they wouldn't let me. I'll take them. Bastards. Have you Rocket Man? But that was already done. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Are you gonna you gonna tour support the uh, CD? Uh, yeah, we'll do it probably sometime in the summer. Uh, I'm starting a movie in April. I got to finish that up first, and then uh, probably tour in the in the summer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, and I, I've got to pay this compliment because uh, sometimes uh, you know a movie will be on. Uh, you know, cable and passing through or, or uh, on the channels, and and you forget that uh, that Billy Bob uh, had played some of these small steel uh, scene stealing roles. Yeah, like in the Apostle. Yes, yeah, uh, which was just amazing. Phenomenal I movie. I, I didn't realize that, that was you until you know I, I I didn't see the movie until it came out. You know, on, on cable and made the rounds, and also um, uh, Tombstone. As well, did, did you know that he is in Tombstone? I, I didn't know, and I've seen that movie a couple times. He's the guy that Kurt Russell comes over and says, "You're sitting in my chair there," and he starts smacking him around. Yeah. There you go. That's right. About a hundred pounds heavier back then. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, not a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were a fat son of a bitch. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I gained that weight for to do this movie U-turn. Oh yeah. And. Gaining it's uh, quite a fun. bit of fun. Oh, yeah. Boy, let me tell you, taking it off. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was losing the weight that I'd gained for those 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 two movies, two or three movies in a row where I was at that weight. And you know, I figured I'm gonna, I'm not going to do that anymore, like the whole De Niro thing. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Too weight, but for U turn, it was really appropriate. And uh, I was losing the weight during Primary Colors. So during that movie, if you look close, I'm like five different weights in there. <laughs> I was actually losing the weight. Well, you had some health problems because of that, didn't you? Well, I, I would get horrible migraine headaches and a lot of indigestion, and then I got a kidney stone, but I don't know what that was from. I just would assume the gas think, would be a problem. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, the, the film, Steve, kind of drew some parallels to uh, Field of Dreams. This is my kind of movie, and I'm a huge fan of Capra, and this this has that, it seems just, you know, you, you as I said, you need a movie like this to come out every couple of years just to make everyone feel good a bit, you know, so. Inspiration. Looks great. Cool. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate it. For being here. We appreciate it. Mike Polish and uh, Mark Polish, the writers and director, and, of course, the star, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah.
my friends. We're going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let us fantasize that tomorrow is it. Tomorrow's it. It's over. Okay. It's the beginning of, uh, of Judgment Day. Casey, in particularly, had something he wanted to get off of his chest. And I think it might be kind of fun to do this as an experiment. Open up the phones and see if there's something you want to go ahead and confess to. You want to step up and be first? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know what? Um... This has to do with uh, 10 years ago and your housekeeper. No, hasn't. Oh, no, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fourteen years ago, okay. I know it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So. <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't even know what I was doing in his house, but yeah. uh, <laughs> all I know is apparently my ass looked good to him. Uh, you got uh, the nice hood, kind of. No, you know what? I, I've never told anybody about this, mm. and uh, it's uh, you know. Um, is it embarrassing? No, it's not, to, no, it's do not you want embarrassing. Us to bring the lights down a little bit. Here? No, no, no. I just I did something um, that uh, you know even at the time I wasn't proud of, and you know, oh, man. All right, if I'm 35. Now this, it's like twenty years ago. I wow. did this when I was fifteen. Um, I used to sell newspapers outside of the church. Yes, and uh, town and, talk. No, no, it was the Enquirer. Oh, okay. And um, uh, you know, during ten o'clock mass, my friend and I, who sold newspapers, we would go to this place called the coffee station for breakfast. Well, this particular morning, I didn't have any money, and I stole money out of the collection box. <gasps> oh, to go my, get breakfast. I was oh gonna, my god! I was going to joke. I was going to joke and say you stole yeah. money out of the collection box. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I think my gosh. you've mentioned something similar to this before about taking the newspaper money. No, no, no. Somebody used to, well, and then I found out later on, and like because we always came up short. Every single time we gave the money to uh, the lady after 1130 mass, we had to you know give all the money back. And we would always be short, and I had no idea. But like I said, we used to always go to breakfast See, you know, during, I, the, during the mass. And I found out during college that this guy, Bill, uh, he was, waited for us to leave, and he would take money from us. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to bring up that thing about uh, drowning the kid in the wheelchair. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> proud of that, Steve. Wait, I'm shocked though. Yeah. I can't believe you because he's very you, you, would have done that. You were Catholic wow. school, yeah. So, all right. So you did, and, and it, does it uh, does that, a day go that, by where you don't think about it? Uh, no, I mean sometimes I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's not something that sticks with me every day. But how when, much did when you take? I, well, um, like ten bucks, forty two thousand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like uh, I, I don't even remember how much. Some it was. people call it a collection plate. The uh, the uh, the church called it their safe. How did you get it, Casey? Did you was it in like the basket or? Well, they they collect all the baskets and they put it in a big bin and then they put it in this thing and you know I knew where they put it. What church was it, this? I, I'm the church that I went to. My whole life. I, don't even want I was to just going to say, why don't you go back and, and give that money back? No, you're probably right. I should. You know, and that'll I, make you, know you feel better. Confessing, I, don't, I still don't feel better. In fact, I feel like I'm going to be shunned. You're still I, going I, to think, I think, uh, you, were I think you, you, you were a kid. You made a stupid mistake. Yeah. But still, I, even to this day, like 35 years old, like I'm, I get so mad at myself. You know, like you, you know, I close my eyes like, ah, I can't believe I Well, did that. I, Preston, I think, yeah. has the absolute salient thing to do you yeah go back and replace that money it'll make you feel a little bit better i wonder how mad my mom is at me right now i'm, I'm she's probably happy that you're confessing this. right now she's screaming i have no son <laughs> <laughs> all right i have one uh i was is, uh, is it on that level mm, it's a little more intense is, uh, is it drowning wow. a kid 
No, no, okay. no, no, no. But it's something that I cringe when I think about. Something I did as a kid, and nothing bad happened, but something really bad could have happened. I was in, I was either in fourth or fifth grade. I think I was probably in fifth grade. And my sister's friend, Tammy, was over. And um, we had, uh, growing up in my house, we hunted and stuff. So we had a lot of weapons around the home. We had a lot of guns. I had my own shotgun. I got that for a birthday present when I was in fifth grade. And I don't know why. I was a kid. I did this. and You'd ask for a light bright. I was joking around, (laughs) and I loaded the shotgun. Oh, my God. And I leveled it on Tammy's head. What? Oh, my God. You held the shotgun to her head? And I took the safety off. Whoa. And I was just joking around, and yeah. I had my finger on the trigger. And if one little oh slip would have happened, I would have killed her. You would have blown her head right off. I would have absolutely killed shotgun. her. A loaded shotgun. Whoa. It was a twenty gauge. So what yeah. was she doing? What was she? Was she scared, or was she like, "Oh, Preston, stop uh, yeah, it"? Yeah, she just thought I was joking. She didn't know it was loaded. And uh, I think back of that, and I physically, I cringe. cringe. I tighten sick. my fists, and I, my muscles tighten up, and I'm oh. like, you stupid kid. What were you thinking? Wow. That, was, that could have mm. destroyed your life, and you have no idea. I didn't have any idea at the time. You know, it took me a long time later to, in, in a, you know how you forget a lot of things? Right. And they say that, uh, you know, in therapy and stuff like that, things can flash back in an yeah. instant. It happened one day. I'm like, oh, my God, I mm. did that one time. So immediately afterwards or even during, you had no regret? Nah. Wow. I, just, I was joking around. Yeah. I didn't know. You were going to I, I didn't it. know that there could be irreversible consequences to that it, that it would destroy you. lives and kill me. And it does haunt when, me. And when, I've never told anybody that. When you, uh, wow. so with your kids, uh, I bet, I, I know you're a safety fanatic when it comes to the guns. You do all the absolute proper stuff. But I bet you that was fueled a little extra Ooh, yes. by that recollection. Absolutely. That's why I keep, uh, no, I have one. Wow. One shotgun shell in my house, and I know where it is. I do have a couple of guns, but I, I know where it is in case there's an emergency. It's where I can get to it quickly, but I'm so terrified of what might happen. Wow. And people use safes and things like that to lock it up. That's not enough for me. I just have one, and yeah. that's it. But it it terrifies me. I'm embarrassed of it. I've never told anybody that. Do you I think Tammy a, remembers? I was a kid. No, she probably doesn't. Um, but for you... Mm. That shows you, though, a, a, a lifetime of regret yes. from something like well, that. Have I just been heavy the past couple weeks? Yes. It's your midlife you crisis. Have. Good I think Lord. so. Yeah. Well, but like Preston, Preston, you're right, because that exact, exactly the story that you told <laughs> happened to my cousin, and he did shoot somebody, and, and um, or he was he was shot, and um, he was paralyzed for years and then eventually died. <sighs> but they were playing with guns, and, yeah. and he, he was shooting at his friend, gave it to his friend, his friend was shooting at him, and... That's what happened. Yep. So you're, that's, and I, you yeah. know, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, it was very hard to, wow. uh, oh man, to, I've never yeah. told anybody and, uh, it's the first time here. There you so, go. Wow. Another feel remember, better. I, remember I told you guys I didn't have anything to say? <laughs> yes. Oh, you did. Yes, you found something. Um, Pretty heavy. Too. I have yeah. something. Clear your conscience. I remember saying to a friend and I'll give his name in a second. I said, you're all talk and no action. And that friend's name was Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. No, All no, you do yeah. is talk. Yeah, you talk a good game. Yeah. Here's a couple more. Uh, while I was dating my now wife, I was banging an 18-year-old virgin and a 32-year-old milf at my job while my girlfriend was hanging at my parents' house waiting for me to get home. It's a very relaxed job. Uh, here's another one. I stole over $5,000 from a donation fair over the course of three years. Not a highlight of my life when I was 16. Uh, this one says, I have to confess, I am the reason that Cinnabon and Montgomery Mall closed. 
Oh, you son of a bitch. We were stealing from the register, and sales got so low, they closed it. I love Cinnabon. It's my favorite reason to go to the airport. Here's another one. Spit on my husband's pork chop before he ate it right after a fight. He deserved it. Oh, yes, and I slept with uh, Moses Malone. Wow. (laughs) Marissa. All right, let's go to to a few more calls. There's some good ones, and then we'll do a short B-file because our guest is in the green room waiting. But these are too good not to go to. Should I go to line five? Go yes. for it. Uh, yes. Go for it. I don't uh, got to wrap my mind around this one. Anonymous caller, you are on the air. Good morning. Yes. Uh, mother effing Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Right. Thank this you, sir. This one has plagued me for years, and I have nightmares about it. Uh, when I was 18, my mother's friend's boyfriend asked me to help him throw some trash out, but I have a sneaky suspicion that it was a body. He helped. He wanted me to dig a hole in the woods with him and throw it in the ground. What? And when I, it, it felt squishy, it was very uncomfortable. It bent weird. And when the shoe fell out, that's when my suspicions got Whoa. really bad. Uh, now, now you're, you're, you're straight up about this, correct? Uh, my, 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 my chest, I'm like nervous. My chest is like tightened. I, I can't even, I, this is the first time I ever even talked about it. I, I have told my wife about this, and I tell her everything. All right, couple of uh, questions. How how many years ago was this? When I was like uh, seventeen, he gave me a hundred bucks to help him go do this, and okay. I'm like, it's trash. Well, we just thrown a dumpster, and he wouldn't explain to me, and so, it was a hundred bucks. I was seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> no. How old are you now? I'm thirty eight. Okay, so it was yeah, quite a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. Is he? Is this guy still in your life? No, no, long gone, long gone. All right, He's and a very do you scummy character and everything? Do you know? Do you know where this is? Yeah. Uh, I all remember he's taken. He took me in the middle of the. I think it was the Pine Barrens because we rode towards the shore, oh and we God. just. I, I remember it was. I'm pretty sure it was the Pine Barrens because there's a lot of sand and pine trees, and and it was just in the middle. It was like we did it in the black and. Almost in the black dark, you know? Well, and, and let me ask you, at that age, that didn't raise any red flags to you? I mean... Uh, I, I I didn't really want to think of it because we, of the money. Were you afraid of this dude? Yeah, yeah, he was kind of he was kind of creepy and stuff. And dude, I would know, be uh, yeah. seventeen wow. years sure. old, and, and and you're going off in the middle of nowhere, and you think you 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 don't know what you're doing until you've done it, and then you're like, oh my god! And if this guy killed somebody, what would keep him from killing me? He, he uh, yeah, he worked. He said he worked for construction, but it was kind of the waste management, if you get what I mean. Yes, no, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was it was everything that you were throwing away? Was it extremely heavy, or, or and was it one bag? Was it multiple bags? It was a rolled up piece of tarping carpet. Oh my god! Well, that's, and, you, you, that's, that's, that's right out of the the mafia hit. That's like, that's like Goodfellas. Scared the hell out of me. I was like, and then like I said, I almost crapped myself when I saw the shoe fall out of the. the I guess that wasn't the time to say, "Is this a body?" Right? Come on. I, 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 I couldn't, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I just, I, I just, it just bent weird. And like I said, I felt, I thought it felt so squishy, the blood came through, but I don't know. It just, it just, that's my suspicion for years. Well, let me tell you something. It, it really actually haunted me for years. Let me tell you oh, something. I mean, <laughs> you, you were in a bad situation there with, if, if this guy was capable of killing someone and in fact uh, had done that, then right. it was probably best right. that you just 
did what he asked you to do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's yeah, uh, that's yeah. as freaky a story as I've ever heard. Um, I'm really, I, I mean, I, this is really, this is almost a big release for me because I've never talked to anybody, not anybody. I mean, do you not? I'm do you not, not even when I was drunk or high or anything? Do you, you know? not? Do you not? Rec- you couldn't. Even, I mean, it's it's decades later, I, I, but do you think I, you I could was, approximate where it was? I, I no. Okay. I, 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 he just rode me down and these, all these backwards. It made so many turns. Right. I couldn't even. I was like stunned. To begin with, you know, I was like my heart was thumping, and I, I, I still, I like, I still, I still have nightmares about occasionally, you know. How, how far was it from your house? Uh, we at least rode like I'm gonna say maybe an hour, two hours, well, a couple hours. I don't know if know, this. And, I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but I, I once voted for Clinton. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that um, is insane. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I really wish, I, if I could, I would dime out this guy in a heartbeat if we, if I, if I ever could ever think about where the body could be. Because I remember we walked down a, like a trail and it was real hard because of the sand and, and it was like really heavy. I'm like, well, uh, dude, I, 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 and, and he, he scared the crap out of me. To be honest yeah. With it, it's really not, it's yeah. really not that kind of bonding experience that you hope for. <laughs> What's the last yeah, like no. landmark? How come we never bury bodies, dad? <laughs> What's the last landmark that you remember, man? Uh, something about the Cranston Memorial C- case. It, it's a, it was like a, this thing about where this, uh, uh, this, this, uh, Japanese pilot uh, did it. Kamikaze thing. He landed out in the pine bar. I, I don't know. It was some kind of. I remember it's some kind of like almost like a uh, like like a statue. And that's it, all it, I, I remember seeing that. It'd be virtually that's, impossible, especially. I mean, because yeah. it's everything. That's that's why that is the area where a lot of times, yeah. you know, people who are who are uh, being deposited will be deposited out there. It's it, it's easy to get lost. Oh hey, yeah. There was yeah, a yeah, friggin' yeah, uh, there was, was a. There was a yeah, Sopranos episode where they were out in the Pine Barrens got lost. Yeah. I went out there and, and tried to remember just to, you know, just to, you know, see if I could possibly remember where. And not in a million years. I couldn't even find the Cranston Memorial thing. I couldn't Dude. find that either. And, wow. and it was just, it, that's, it that's, was just Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond freaky. Uh, you know, well, you, you, I don't I don't think you're necessarily. Um, in fact, I know you're not. Liable for for that. I feel horrible. I don't know. I mean, what if it was somebody, you know, some poor kid's father? I mean, I'm just. Yeah. You were in a situation that would have appeared that you would have been in a very precarious, very dangerous situation if the guy you're with had done that. I mean, there you go. And if he ran in circles at you, insinuated, I don't think you did anything wrong. I absolve you. I'm yeah. not a, uh, You're okay. a, a priest. I'm not, a, not clergy. But I am. I'm a, I'm a, uh, a minister of the Universal Life Church of Modesto, California, and I, uh, I give you your your uh, your absolution. Absolution. I I feel bad for you, and I understand how that would bother you all these years. But um, really, dude, you know, it was. A, oh. I, I, matter of fact, I'm shaking about it talking it now. I just, wow. it just. It's a release that I think I really needed for many, many years, and I just, okay. you know, maybe the dreams will stop. I don't know. Well, you okay. you were you were in a uh, bad situation, yeah, and and I mean, he was already dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, the guy that he buried. <laughs> well, no, honestly, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, it's really what could he have done? Yeah, and, and if the other, you didn't kill the guy, yeah, and right, and if the other yeah. guy had killed him, what if he what if he decided you weren't helpful and he took you out? 
Right. Yeah, dig right. one for yourself. All right. Well, wow. good luck, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you were able to get it off your chest, okay? Thank you. Thank you, guys. You I appreciate better? this a lot. All right. Yeah, we'll see you later. Between him and that other poor guy who was nailing his girlfriend's mother in the hot tub. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Shut up. We could, you know what? I mean, the authorities could contact us on that. I yeah. Mean, because that, there's no, if, if somebody was killed, yeah, that there's, no statute, there's no statute of limitations. However, how would you even go about he, he it's were, the pine barrens, yeah. man. You know, I mean, it's it's a wilderness. There used to be uh, in uh, in New York along the Bell Parkway. They, they, they were just uh, you know miles of this these uh, almost the same sort of situation, and that's yeah. where that's where the bodies would end up. I was watching um, Taxi Cab Confessions last night on HBO, and this guy, uh, he was a young kid, maybe twenty one, twenty two. He's talking about how he how he disposed of a body, and I'm like. This is on TV. You know, yeah. you're you're gonna have to answer for this. He had to sign. A, a, he had to sign a release. Yeah, a from the mob and yeah. b from the police. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a premium channel. Let me oh, go to man. a couple calls here. Uh, these are. There's so much going on here. Let me go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Tornado. 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 Pat- Patrick, what's up, my friend? Uh, nothing. I uh, I know I'm gonna burn in hell. I sold my soul for about two hundred dollars back. Uh, my fiance and I, a few years back, we're not together anymore, obviously, but uh, I had, my parents were at church on Sunday and went into their house, and I took my mother's wedding ring. You took your mother's? W- why? Well, for, uh, for drugs at that point. Did you hawk it? Did you sell it? Yeah. For 200 bucks, oh, he said. Wow, man. How much do you think that ring was actually worth that you got 200 bucks for? Well, you figure... Based on, uh, I guess, like the percentage that they give you, it, I think uh, it was worth about five thousand dollars, something like that. And and, uh, and obviously never uh, confessed. It's been haunting you all these days. Is there anything you think you could do to uh, to to make it up to the parties? Well, I actually uh, I actually did um, finally, I guess, uh, somewhat confess. Uh, Would you do help bury a body for them? <laughs> no, actually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sober now, so I made it. Well, that's uh, so. Then you had to by 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 that process go and confess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't in so many words, you know, confess, but they they didn't really need me to confess. If you understand what right. I mean, okay, I mean, they knew. Guys, took you guys it, are, yeah, you guys are parents. You understand when your child does something wrong, right? Huh. You know, yeah. So, All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel a little bit better. I'm glad you're uh, you're sober. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's, you know, a day at a time. It's been three years now, so. Good, Good for you, man. man. Good for you. Good luck, Patrick. I appreciate it, guys. Take right. care. Yeah, yeah. Line, line eight is just all right. mind-blowing. Yes. Linda, hey, Linda, how you doing? Good, how are you guys? Good, Linda, we're talking about the end of the world. Let's get it out. What do you want to confess here? Uh, probably 25 years ago, I, I met a guy, and um, we got together a couple of times, and of course, I was too stupid to realize that he would only call me from, like, pay phones. But he was married, mm-hmm. and when I found out that he was married, I decided to tell him I was pregnant. And then I made him meet me to give me $250 for an abortion. And then I bought myself a really nice uh, ruby and diamond necklace. Oops. Uh, okay. Well, the dude was married and that, lying to you that, about that, it, that, right? adds, that adds an extra. That's that, okay. That's okay. That wrinkle makes it okay. If you just pick some poor sap yeah. and did it, that that would have been vicious. But I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty rotten. Well, man. you know, the guy is married. The guy's married. He deserved a little, little payback. All right, Linda, thank you. I know what you mean, though, Case, to use the abortion yeah. part yeah, of it's it pretty as low. opposed to just, you yeah. know, yeah. bribing them, saying, give me money or I'll tell. Uh... 
<sighs> a couple other good ones here. Let me let me go to uh, let me go to Bobby. Is he still there? Yeah. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, Bobby? Not much. Um, I just tuned in and I, I listen to you guys all the time. You guys are great. Oh, but, thanks. Uh, I had to get this off my chest. Um, back in uh, at, at September 11th when it happened, I was in the Marine Corps and I was actually in scout school training and. Um, we got our first mission at the beginning of it before Iraq eventually kicked off and everything. And uh, the, the, whole, the whole country was scrambling to figure out what was going on and everything. Well, there was some stuff happening in the Philippines and uh, Bataclan Island. There was Abu Sayyaf, New People Army, and Al-Qaeda living in there. Well, they had spent a, sent a special forces unit over there to, I guess, do some stuff. And uh, the helicopter went down, and eight pilots went to the bottom of the ocean. And um, now, remember, this wasn't big in the news or anything just yet. But uh, so they got a Dutch ship, a uh, civilian Dutch ship, and they wanted us. There was like 11 of us on there because there's piracy and whatnot out in the waters. So we went to go get the bodies out. So we're pulling the bodies up. This, this machine, like a, like a submarine mechanical thing, pulling them, putting them in a crab cage, bringing them up to the top. Well, at the shore where we were going to go at Port Isabella, the media was there, CNN and whatnot. We weren't supposed to be combative yet. So we had to take the ammunitions off of the bodies and off the side of the helicopter, the fighting, the, the chopper, um, the rockets and whatnot, and toss them over the side of the boat. Now, I'm a hardcore conservative kind of guy. I don't believe in conspiracies. I, I'm pro-country. But it, just, it was one of those things where I tell people there are cover-ups and hide-ups, and I was a part of it. And the only thing I can find online is a picture on the ship, and there's all this wreckage, and then there's some there's some stuff about us building roads and whatnot, but they'll never tell you that uh, it was a full-on engagement. Well, Bob, Bobby, wow. he, he, you weren't, you know, you were doing what you were told to do, and it was not as if you had instigated the cover-up. You were, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, everybody's heads were, were spinning. Sure. Especially in, in proximity to a, you know, a world-changing event. Mm-hmm. So... I, I mean, I don't think you have to beat yourself up for it. It was just, well, you know, it's it's, it's hard to, it, it is, because, uh, because I am such a patriot and everything, and uh, to serve your country and then to go through a system. We were telling them we were construction workers. I'm an 0311 infantry. Right. You know, and uh, I've never been, I've never done construction in my life, and yet I'm supposed to be building roads in this place to help these guys out, and really what I'm there for is, you know, and then the war kicks off and everybody, you know, okay, here we are, but it was, we were there and a part of way before any of this kicked off and people seem to think september 11th was it i gotta tell you man it was and i don't want to get into it yeah. it's weird wacko but it, it was a moment in my life and i was a young man where i thought wow we we really do a lot of things everybody yeah, does and everybody yeah and some yeah. and there are things that have to be done and things yeah. that have yeah, to be kept secret and interesting yeah all right bobby thanks for getting hey. that off your chest man hey, no problem man thanks we'll talk to you later if it's any uh wow Consolation, Kathy stole money out of her friend's pocketbook. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pay for shots. Yeah. Really, are things pale by comparison to yeah. um, post-9-11 cover-ups and burying bodies? Um, <laughs> Should I go to the, the last caller on line one? Or do we have time? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. right. more. I guess I know our guest, Steve, is waiting patiently in the green room, but this stuff is juicy. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Yo, Bob, what's you guys going on? Thanks, man. Oh, right. What do you want to confess? Uh, I want to confess that me, my brother, and my buddy Danny, we blew up a pool house on the 4th of July in 2001. You blew up a pool house <laughs> on the 4th of July uh-huh. 2001. For fun? Did you get, did you get in trouble? Uh, well, my brother found fireworks down at the field that they were shooting off at, uh-huh. and they must have left one. So my brother, my brother brought it to me early in the morning. 
and told me to shut it off in the field. And as I was setting it off, I turned. And when I turned, I kicked it by accident, and it shot off into the pool house. No. And what? once it hit the pool house, it exploded. So why? me, my buddies ran. Why? Why did the pool house know. explode? It went right through the window, and I guess it just exploded inside. There's chemicals There's in there. I just yeah. don't I don't know what's flammable and what's not. What right. sure is this, Mike? Uh, Kate May Courthouse. Now, did it did it blow to bits? Uh, practically. <laughs> All right, so oh what'd you do? What'd you do? Did you own up? Well, no, obviously you're confessing this. Oh, no. Well, the best part is, well, when we ran back to my house, which was about, I don't know, a couple feet away, that when we ran back, we all jumped onto the couch to take like we were asleep, all three of us, and we almost broke the bed, and my mom came running out because she heard the explosion, yeah. and she was like, what was that? I was like, I don't know, damn hooligans. Set <laughs> damn hooligans. Hooligans. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. And Irish Republican Army, damn did, them. Did anybody get in trouble, Mike? No, nobody got in trouble. They had uh, firefighters out there, police. They couldn't figure out who did it. Wow. Wow. And you never, you've never said this publicly before. Never said this publicly. Blow up right. the pool house. That's All a good right, one. Mike, thank you. All right. We appreciate it's it. It's off your chest now. Right. You can enter into the... Uh, the coming of days with a clean conscience. Uh, well, End Nick, of days. Nick is going to put a uh, a blog up. We haven't done a blog in a while. There's already some posts that are coming onto the blog, and, and people are talking about like sexual molestation. Oh, and, my God. And people want to get stuff oh, off of their chest. Sure. So, well, why not? If, We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. up with Preston and Steve, spend your work day with Pierre and Jackson, your evenings with Jackie and Brent, and weekends annoying the neighbors by cranking us up to 11. But why stop there? Anybody know what she's talking about? Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop now. Clothes, hats, mugs, clocks, puzzles, baby and kid stuff, even a Pierre bobblehead, and more. They make great gifts, too. So get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. I hope you're ready. I hope you're all ready. (laughs) This is a... uh... Momentous occasion that's taking place in our uh, studio today. Um, it's it's Meet Your Idol Day. It tr- it truly is on the President. I, I don't show. think there's any proper way to to des- to describe the history of what is about to happen. Not to put too much stress on on Trey. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear what we're listening to right now? Yes. This is the music that uh, my wife and I used to bring the bridal party in at our wedding. I was <laughs> the announcer <laughs> at the bridal Preston party. Was the announcer. That's Everybody right. is Every present, ladies and gentlemen. Trey Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it always like this? <laughs> Pretty much every day. Yeah. yeah. No. No. This is a this is a very special occasion here. Thank you. And uh, we want to we want to get to something immediately. Let me read a couple of instant messages sure. that has uh, come up. Uh, first of all, it says uh, here's one that says, "Hey Casey, nice pit stains." Yeah. Because we have the uh, the webcam up. Here's another one that says, uh, "I can't believe that Casey is going to meet his idol, and that T-shirt is the best he could come up with." <laughs> it's not my fault. We had a wedding. But gown. we had a wedding gown yeah, ready to go. Trey, did. apparently we freaked out the. Uh, uh, the people here in town that have connections with you. Yeah. This is an Uber fan, which I'm sure you meet all the time. Great fans. But we wanted to take it to the next level and have it be something that you would never, ever forget amongst all the people, the millions yes. of people that yeah. you meet. We were going to put him in a wedding gown oh, yeah. to show his, uh, his commitment. I accept. We knew you'd get it. We knew you'd get it, but your people said that, no, nah, it might be a little too weird. We don't want to figure oh, it out. My people. <laughs> They're no fun. They're no fun. I mean, you got to tell you also, Casey has been 
proselytizing the the message of, of Fish and the music ever since we've known him. He was always looking for a way to sneak the music in as a bed or whatever. And uh, and so he's been he's been a, a great prophet for you guys. I, so. uh, that's that's great. You know, I used to. I grew up listening to MMR. Oh, yeah. I think about it. Nineteen seventy-six, the bicentennial year. I remember. It's twelve years old. So would that have been? Would that have been Pierre? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. 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 Pierre would have been. And around. He's still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's on right like, after. He's been, you know, the the driving force behind Absolutely. MMR. So which I've is... been trying to get on the air here for twenty five. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> You've been on for about a year and a half. I know. have to say, I have to say that I'm very impressed by the keg at 8:30. <laughs> yes, uh, you don't see that at every. Uh, we do what we can. Just a standard here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just for you. No, but uh, welcome back to Philadelphia. You have a, you have a lot of fans here. Thanks. Uh, and and you know what? It's it's amazing to see. I had mentioned the the fanaticism of the, of the band, and what what I want to know, and I I appreciate the band. I'm not a fish freak, you know, I, I don't, and I'm not crazy like the people, that, I don't mean crazy in a bad way like insane, I mean crazy just fanatical yeah. of people who follow you around the country. At what stage of the band did this start to happen? Did, did, this... you, did you see signs that it was taking on something? It was all, there was always a couple of people that were, that were. it, it always seemed like uh, we knew everyone in the audience. It started off with two or three diehard fans, and then it became six, and then it became 12, and Really, when we were playing arenas, I used to look out and I could probably name most of the people in the first couple <laughs> yeah. rows. It really was like that. The it wasn't like there was a lot of fans. It was the same group going from from from, from to town room, to town, from town to town. The, yeah. the the impression I get is that you you and it, and obviously just meeting you now, uh, you're you're very accessible. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the band comes across that way as uh, as well, and and that's endearing to your fans. I think that builds up this this loyalty because I mean, literally. Tonight is is Casey's anniversary. Yeah, and he's blowing it's off just his wires. Does she know about our new arrangement? Is that cool? <laughs> she is fine with it. Yeah, actually, so I get to marry both of you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's well, you guys actually share the same birthday too. So oh, really, yeah, yeah. So happy nice. belated birthday! Thank by the way. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, look at he's glowing. You look like a pregnant woman, Casey. Well, I, it's not like I haven't either seen you or that's met okay, you. <laughs> just a lot of coffee, a lot of coffee. But no, I, I've met you on, on a few different occasions, but never said more than just a hello and, and you know. A geeky thanks for the music type of oh, deal. So, you. hello and thank you for the music. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, you, you know what? As uh, as as a, I, I really, you, you guys are amazing musicians. I mean, each one of you individually are, are fantastic. I'm talking about the band Fish. Obviously, yes. you're doing solo stuff right now. I I had uh, I had been to shows before and and had appreciated what you're doing, but was. Totally lost in, uh, in uh, you know, I in felt what, like in what? I was an outlander. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, Outworder. I didn't, I didn't understand the, the concept of all the things that were going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's really turned into, uh, it seems like a, it's an unspoken language or verbiage that, that you guys have with your fans. You yeah. Can, you can kind of make the the crowd react in certain ways by doing subtle things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a bizarre little power you weave. Kind of what Hitler did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you know what I I think that it's equivalent to Star Wars, where you know all, all fish fans right, uh, are. Let me let me let me take a Xanax here before you go into. No no, no 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 no. Just speaking of that, actually, I was going to ask you guys because you know I, I rocked so hard at Webster Hall last night. I think I may have thrown my shoulder oh, off. Does, does anybody um, anybody got any painkillers? Is To still in town? Because I, I really. <laughs> Actually, we can set you up. <laughs> that cake is actually full of heroin. Uh, no, no, no. But with the, with the fish fanaticism and, and, and as with Trey as well, it, it's sort of like Star Wars where, like, all fans are definitely fans. And then uh, some people, uh, it's it's like they take pride in knowing more about the band uh, than the guy next to them. And, and then it reaches, like, uber weirdness where, like, you know, Trey sh shoes ties and, uh, like, all these other... Does, that, does that start to... I mean, as you, st as, uh, you creating the music, is there... I assume you go through different 
different phases where you you're doing this and you 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 were very appreciative of the fans. Is there is there ever a phase that you went through where it was like I, I need to step back from this, or, or has it always been something that you? Well, that's what I think. I'm going right now. Going through a couple of years ago, I actually not feel. You know, we. One of the things that happened that was kind of funny was that the the guest list kept getting bigger because we really right. did know. Yeah, we became friends with a lot of the people that were, you know, like Casey and um, people would come in and we'd become friends. And uh, I think at our last show, our guest list was above five thousand. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! I'm not kidding. How do you yeah. make money? It was so. It just got so huge. And, you know, you don't want to let anybody down, so right. you just invite everyone. And then you find yourself parking a lot of cars for people. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Like the backstage is bigger than the front of the stage. That's so bad, yeah. uh, it got a little out of control for a while. But uh, it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. I think everybody needs to take a break for a second. How are things now with uh, with the the solo engagements? You've done a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Well, like, I always did that. Yeah. You know, while fish was going on, I've always kind of had two two lives. So um, that's been great. Yeah. Um, it's it, been a lot of fun. Is it a completely different vibe uh, than than no? Than actually, home? not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it all feels pretty similar. Um, it's been a lot of the same people that come and. Um, so, no, not really that different. Okay. I saw you do a, a solo show at uh, The Man a few years ago and uh, the Man Music Center here in town. And what struck me, uh, the similarity between that show and The Fish Show, was that you really are like an, an uh, orchestral leader up in front of uh, right. the whole crowd. You're controlling the music. And, and you know, you had the, the horn section. You had the entire band behind you. Um, but I, I was blown away by the fact that it, it seems like you're really in control. For a music uh, fan, it seems the music might be, you know, all over the map. But... but you sort of have a direction that you want to take the music every time and with every song. Is that is that the case? Probably true, yeah. And um, with that particular band, that was a 10-piece band, and, right. and we actually had it. A very elaborate um, hand signal system. <laughs> so I was really um, actually conducting that. Was it day. semaphore? Were you doing the full hand? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, steel second. <laughs> but um, um, I think that that's probably the. I try not to control it too much. But uh, but it seemed, it it seemed like it was more uh, uh, instinct with fish. And with that band, you did have to. I, I, you were gyrating a lot up on stage. You know, yeah, your yeah. hands are going all over the place because they can't follow you maybe as well instinctually as, as fish would yeah we practiced a lot with fish so we talked about that stuff at band practice but uh um the intent's always the same you know yeah. it's it's uh i like high energy concerts Absolutely. always have and so it's always just trying to get the i like explosive music <laughs> and uh that's what the idea is i think does that present a problem because you're such a such a, a an artist uh, you know uh Performing live and and uh, with the band, when you get into the studio, is it is it yeah. daunting to create that? You want to replicate that vibe that makes you do the music in the first place. Must be hard to do that. It is, you know. Um, I've I've found that you try to try my, what I try to do is make the studio an experience in itself. So a lot of people on the record I just put out there's like forty people I think, right? And we would have these nights where people would come in and meet each other, and and I tried to keep all the live energy, on right? Yeah, as much as possible. But I do have a much easier time doing it live because I've been doing it for so long and uh, um, with with Dragonfly uh, yeah. you you did on, on this album on Bar 17 uh, with the song Dragonfly that you actually wanted to do with an entire album which was just all one take yeah that's uh, all one take yeah yeah uh, there might have been some stuff that we did a little bit later on with the horns you know mm-hmm. but um, that was I had Mike our bass player from Fish playing on that track and um, um, Marco and Joe Marco Benevento and Joe Russo two great musicians who had come in to to record on a different track and the energy was great in the room that night so we ended up doing four 
and that song, Dragonfly, we did it at about, you know, one in the morning. And, is, uh, yeah. Um, we made it up on this fly. Is the bitch of it that you're three quarters of the way through the song and someone farts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. No, you put that in an echo machine and pan it around the room. We have a horn section. A, that's a, I'm waiting for somebody to fart. <laughs> I've got to ask you about this. I saw a, uh, a live video of you playing. You had the the weirdest looking goddamn guitar I'd ever seen in my life with antlers sticking out of it. Oh, yeah, that'd be Oysterhead. Yeah. yeah Oysterhead was, was a trio I did with Stuart, with Stuart Copeland. Copeland. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I only play that. That's Claypool. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, the Matterhorn, we what, call that guitar. What was that noise, and how does it make well, that? Well, that was actually thing. recreated from a tragic uh, roadkill accident. Is that, and, I, I did, and I'm summoning the spirit of the beast. Oh, is that what it is? You have this power. I rubbed the antlers just just so. It was very weird. I summoned the spirit of the beast. Yeah. Well, uh, you have your guitar. Is uh, Are you going to play something? I'm going to play something for Casey. And I'm going to play a first song. All right. Move the mic a little bit over to his uh, guitar there, please. Perfect. It's sort of a wedding song. <laughs> Perfect. Romantic. Trey Anastasio. The lights are low. Mirth-beaten worker I'm chasing the family berserker I'm bought for the price Of a flagon of rice The wind buffs the cabin You speak of your life Oh, my willingly locust the lurker Confuse what you can Of the ending and revise your despise so impending. Cause I soak on the wrath that you didn't quite mask. I'm getting it clearly through alternate paths all mixed in with the signal you're sending. But who can I learn all the facts that I've learned? I sat in the chairs and my synapses burned. The torture of chalk dust collects on my tongue. Thoughts follow my vision and dance in the sun. All my vassal constrictors, they come slowly undone. Can't just wait till I'm old, can I live while I'm young? But no peace for Jasmine tonight. I plug the distress tube up tight. What I say as it flutters away To where all this emotion is kept harmless at bay Not to educate somebody's fright But who can I learn all the facts that I've learned I sat in their chairs and my synapses burn The torture of chalk dust collects on my tongue Thoughts follow my vision and dance in the sun All my vasoconstrictors, they come slowly undone Can't just wait till I'm old, can I live while I'm young
I've learned. I sat in the chairs and my synapses burned. The torture of chalk just collects on my tongue. Thoughts follow my vision and dance in the sun. All my vasoconstrictors that come slowly undone. Can't this wait till I'm old? Can I live while I'm young? 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 Beautiful. You need a towel, Casey? <laughs> that song is for Matt Cord. Uh, Matt Cord was at WMMR and uh, and uh, went with us to Y100. He's back here. That's actually his favorite fish song. So. I, I, that might be mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> really? Beautiful. I've actually quoted that on it's there early. several times. So, Can I live while I'm young? So, yes. Thank you very much. It's early, though, huh? <laughs> yeah. You guys are always up this early. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. And much they, earlier They would this. notice so readily if we didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would, yeah. wouldn't they? They wouldn't notice. Well, well I'll tell you what. I, I, I want to take a break and come back. Trey, you can stick around for a little while. Sure, no and Maybe problem. we'll get a thank song you. from Bar 17 okay, if you get a chance. That's, we'll come back in just a moment. <laughs> get ready. Casey was giving me a hard time about the pronunciation of his name. Anastasio. Anastasio. But for years, I've been calling him Trey Anastasio for years, and you picked today to tell me that I've been saying it wrong. The man is sitting three feet in front of me. But uh, you know what? I do it both ways, so... So shut up. Yeah, so shut up. <laughs> what was David Letterman calling you the other night? Did he say Anastasio or Anastasio? Anastasio oh, yeah. he did He's say. a class act. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you, a douchebag. Did he have a keg of beer? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. He didn't have no, a keg of beer. No keg in the green room. It'd probably guys, be frozen in that room. <laughs> Uh, Trey is playing tonight at uh, the Electric Factory. Bar 17 is the uh, new CD. And I wanted to bring this up to you and get your perspective on this, Trey. Tower Records is going out of business. As, as someone in the music industry, w w what do you think about this? That the, the actual holding the music in your hand or what the music plays on in your hand may be a thing of the past? I'll tell you what I think about that. Is that it, 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 the one thing is that I, I went out, I just moved, and I bought a new turntable to kind of get back on my old albums. And I really forgot until I pulled them all out just how satisfying a great album cover is. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, you really it's forget. True. And uh, that, so I hope that somehow cover art is preserved. You know, just the beauty of cover art. I mean, I, I spent a whole day about a week ago plowing through all these old albums and... and um, you know, all kinds of great stuff. Well, you, you LP and, you know, this is great album cover. So that, that would be the only shame of it. But I do think that's going to happen. There's no question about it. I mean, I, I used to CDs. enjoy listening to the music while holding the album. Oh, you sit there staring at, the cover at it. And see if there's something hidden about the music. I know. Does this there. midget mean something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Does this midget mean something? <laughs> but it, it seems like our undying quest is... What, what album are you... <laughs> Actually, it was what the midgets. What were you listening to? Uh, listen the to the best of the midgets. Yeah, the best of the midgets. 
Men without hats. Johnny Palato and harmonic hats, yeah. No, but it seems like I equated it to our undying search to save space. I mean, you had the LP, which was large, and the 45s, which weren't that big, which still took up a lot of space. And then eventually we got to the cassette, which was a little bit more manageable in your car. And then the CD. I like cassettes. I'm a big fan Are you really? Yeah. You still you still hang on to cassettes. I have a lot of cassettes, yeah. That's like you, Casey. If you like metal when you were growing up, if you're a metal fan, you like cassettes. Yeah. Metal doesn't sound good on anything but cassette. Really? The thing that was cool yeah, oh, about man, no question. The thing that you was can cool... only listen to Slayer on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you need tape hiss. About listening to a, a cassette was if you would rewind it and then you'd stop it and you would actually end up in the space between songs magically. Yeah. That was a special little moment when you rewind a cassette. So, uh, but but now it seems like um, that sounds you know, like a beautiful place. The space between <laughs> songs. Like you spent a lot of time there yeah. when you were young. Inspiration, That's my so, friend. So Write a so song. <laughs> It's like sort of Teletubby. There's something sort of Teletubby about that. Do do uh, how, how does uh, how, how do you and and Fish and and uh, you know all the projects that you're involved with? How do you use the the MP3 format? Are you involved in that side of things on how people can access your music? I'm um, you know. Um, well, I actually am the president of a record label now. I, <laughs> my, my, uh, I put my last record out on Columbia, but this one's on uh, Rubber Jungle, yeah. which is my own label. And uh, I know a lot of band, a lot, a lot of friends and bands who are kind of going going that way now. I because you can, because you can. And um, honestly, I think I think you're going to see a lot of bigger bands, you know, the radio heads of the world and bands like that, a, probably doing that pretty soon. In a way, it supports, I mean, the uh, the, the smaller artist. You know, somebody, someone, someone can get some buzz simply by popping something up on a MySpace or, you, you know, and, and get it heard. And, and I think that's going to ultimately be good for music because it's going to, the opportunity that somebody really strange might come along. You can hear those. You know, like, I don't know if I, I, if, uh, I always think that when FM radio, you know, I'm a big radio fan. Right. Is, and um, when FM radio started, it's this whole new format that needed content. And then you got all these cool bands. Right. And I think that that's happened now, but I just don't think the record companies have caught up yet. That with the internet and computers and iPods, there's a bunch of space to be filled. But the process of, of getting a record deal, it's it just, they haven't made that leap to, you know, where's all this great new um, independent music or, you know, cool out there music. If the end you was, were around for that, uh, Pierre's standing next oh, to yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I still like uh, albums. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we actually do a, uh, we do a bit every day where we go down and play a record from yeah. our, uh, our vinyl studio. And they sound great. Uh, audiophiles will tell you. That a uh, you put a virgin vinyl right next to a virgin CD, and the vinyl will t- will actually sound better. And I actually can tell you why. I know not to get not to <laughs> really? technical on you. Yeah. I can tell you why. Well, uh, what they do, it's a little bit technical. But when you make a CD, you you're, you're sampling the sound, right? right? And when you get up into the high end. Uh, the ear can hear um, um, 20,000 hertz, and the highest sample rate is 40,000. So you're getting two sample points per wave. It makes it a square wave. You lost Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it yeah. almost pixelates it. Uh, like, it like pixelates it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it squares that it off. Up at the high end of human hearing, you're getting two sample rates per wave, which makes it Distorted? a square wave. It makes it, it makes it a harsh-sounding high end. Right. Vinyl goes way up above. And so it's it's warm sounding. That's why people use the words warm and 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 cold. That's why people use the words warm go. and cold. Yeah. The reason I just described. <laughs> so I've been using them before. I'm just what are we going to com- do with these words? I veered completely away from the uh, cake party that we had. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's go back to the cake part. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's. let's I want to talk about T.O. again. <laughs> a huge Eagles fan, by the way, are you not? I'm all Philadelphia sports. Beautiful. I keep saying that when. <laughs> when You've worn know, many when, a Flyers yeah. jersey on stage. I have worn a, yes, I'll only play in a room that I'll only play in a room that the Flyers have hoisted the cup. Oh. <laughs> That's why we always play the old spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, were, you just did an interview with Eddie Amorosi, and you had jokingly said, well, "Yes, jokingly." You, <laughs> yeah, I did. Damn you! Uh, that yeah. fish was going to come back together uh, this year, December twenty third, at the Spectrum. Yes, that is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. That's a lie. No, no, I, I, I lie. I lie frequently. But he, uh, he, uh, no, he said, "When's fi-? everybody always says when's fish coming back?" So yeah. I say, "Oh, uh, you know, it's, you know, November 8th. Uh, no. <laughs> Just to get people talking. Sure. But the part of it that wasn't a lie was that I, people always say, "Are you going to play in New York?" You know, Madison Square Garden and all this stuff. And I say, "Oh, no, no, no," because the Spectrum is the best place to play. The old Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, 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 you know, it's still got the energy. And, you know, I did get to play once with the old-time Flyers. I got to suit up at Madison Square Garden. Really? The only guy who wasn't. Yep, I played against the old-time Rangers. Wow. So Brad Park was out there. And Ron Duguay, remember him? <laughs> Jesus. Yep. And no. uh, anyway, but I was with, you know, the old-time Flyers who were my heroes, my childhood heroes, all of them. I got to stand, sit in the locker room with them. It was incredible. And I want to give some props to those guys because... They're the guys who, they didn't get paid that much. No. They got, you know, they all got injuries and everything. You sit there with them, and it's such an honor to see these guys who, you know, they did it. And yeah. year after year after year, you know, we've got the young guys who are getting paid a lot more money. they gotta, they got to win a cup. Right. Yeah. You know, if they're going to, you know, I, I was really cool. Meeting the you know all the all the guys from the from the original like Stanley Cup team. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like meeting, meeting Casey. Uh, yeah. you, my first, it's first like meeting Casey, <laughs> meeting the old time Flyers. Yeah, it's the yeah. same, same time he said my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Casey's just isolating every time you say his name. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, my first concert I ever went to, you guys did a Jethro Tull cover. I think it was like '94, but you were wearing a Leclerc jersey yeah. uh, on stage, and uh, I worked for the Phantoms last year. So every every day I had to work, uh, I walked past a picture of you on stage wearing the Leclerc jersey and a la um, Laverne and Shirley when they touched the Beatles when they walked down their stairs <laughs> yeah, 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 I had to yeah, touch yeah. you. That was when they moved to California. Yeah, touching, yeah. It was like touching Laverne. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were yeah. practically <laughs> touching Laverne. But you know what? I see I the same sort of fishy smell. <laughs> I should have worn the Reggie Leach jersey yeah. but for I, those I, of you who remember Reggie Leach. I've seen you in a, in a lot of different venues and I always thought that, that you uh, sounded best, your, your guitar sounded best and you could do some weird things at the Spectrum. Uh, I think... Like uh, yeah, yeah, the parties go. But uh, it, it really is a great, it's a great, big, echoey, cool, rock and roll sounding room. Yeah, and you guys did something really weird the last I time I saw you Bruce played. there when I did Bruce you really? went in the 70s. Wow. One of my first concerts. Wow. And uh, it was like Darkness on the Edge of Town or that kind wow. of era. And it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. I, I remember it. I mean, I grew up near here, so, you know. And the, the weird thing about it is when you're in these rooms mm-hmm. where you saw concerts when you were young and then you're standing up on stage, I mean, you remember the sound. Yeah. You know, they have certain, they each have their own little characteristics and um um, what room so. outside of the spectrum do you? I mean, uh, what, you know what? Uh, well, the garden is is cool. Yeah, the garden um, does get have a good good sound. The to garden, it. the garden is is the garden's actually on Springs, 
And most people don't know that, but it's it's the building is is up on the say like seventh floor or something. It was designed as a novelty theater. Yes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like one of those. It's, it's, it's like one can. of those snakes yeah. in a can. <laughs> <laughs> just sure, the yeah. wrong note. <laughs> right the stage just shoots right out of the roof. <laughs> it's really funny. It's a riot. People splayed out all over on the pavement. And you always remember those shows, though. Yeah. And then they stuff everybody back in again. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. At the Spectrum, I had the honor once, Trey, of uh, the band used to do some fun things, and one of them was a uh, moving chess game, as you oh, recall. Yes. And uh, each Did town, you make the move? I made the move I, one time yeah, on stage at, I, the, uh, yeah. at the Spectrum as you guys were coming on. And was it a each, good move? I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> but each town, there would be a different move, and an audience member yes. would at halftime get to, you know, pick For the move. For two whole tours, we played chess against the audience, and uh, we won once and we lost once. And what would happen is we would, they would make their move um, in between sets, and we would have all night to think of our move. We right. would make our move um, at the beginning of the show. And then they had the first set. The big chessboard was behind the. Um, it was very rock and roll. Yeah. Very rock and roll thing to do. Well, how would how would they choose? Well, the, they collectively. A, they had a group of people who were really uh, um, involved in the game and right. kind of sit together. And they would have the whole first set to sort of stare at the board. And then in between sets, they would huddle up <laughs> and talk. You know, they. That's cool. And, and, then they would, and then they would make a move and they'd send a representative. And when we started the second set, somebody would come up on stage and make the chess move. And one oh. time that got to be me. I was quite that honored. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. the, ba the band has a history of, of doing... Uh, Quirky cool things. Yeah, yeah. Non, yeah, like non-traditional non things. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like not playing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have some... Right in the middle of a... <laughs> I have an early tape of uh, you guys at the 23 East out in Ardmore where I was hosting you and uh, we had an audience... Uh, I went on stage, and I've heard the old tape recently, and I was on stage going, a couple of the guys need a ride back to Vermont. If anyone is going that way, could <laughs> yeah, you come yeah. up to the stage and see me? Yeah. Um, the early days. That was, yeah. How yeah, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Now you're doing hungry yeah, hippos yeah. on stage. He actually yeah. needs a ride now back. I'm, now tonight. I'm looking for a ride. <laughs> can't afford a bus anymore. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's hear a song. Uh, what would you like to play for us, Trey? I'll play uh, Dragonfly. Excellent. Nice. Trey Anastasio gang. Yeah. all gone your feet on the ground why not aim up into the sky cause it feels alright with your boots and your dragonfly dance all night spin all around I'm just looking for some peace of mind and it feels alright with your boots and your dragonfly Send your dragonfly. Send your dragonfly. If your dreams all wrong, I know you can fly. Why not aim up into the sky? Cause it feels alright with your boots and your dragonfly. Don't sit home. Get out of line Spin all around and you'll be fine Cause it feels alright with your boots and your dragonfly
feels alright with your boots and your dragonfly 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 Dragonfly, it's a gorgeous song. And, Thank you. and while you're playing that, I was thinking of uh, of lyrically, you know, how colorful you are. And uh, I, I was thinking back you're to thinking what? I was, <laughs> that mean, well, anyway. I, I was thinking about like um, Farmhouse, which I think is a masterpiece. I think it's a fantastic album. And and I'm not, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm not, I don't follow the band or anything like yeah. that. But that that album in particular is great. And on the song Farmhouse. It, and you're singing about dragonflies. I remember clusterflies in that song. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, <laughs> do you ever? Are there some songs you go, "What the hell was I thinking when I wrote that?" I don't even know what that means well, anymore. Farmhouse actually had a, the farmhouse was was a. I know what I was thinking then. I I was um, um, that was uh, I was with my friend Tom, who wrote a lot of the fish songs with me. We were um, Tom Marshall and I were co-writers of many of those songs and and we used to um, when i was telling you that fish got very big and there's a lot of guest lists and a lot of people around right we got to the point where we started to sort of escape the scene we would run away and write songs together and we had rented this house up in up in outside of stowe somewhere in the middle of sort of the middle of the woods it's an old farmhouse and the first day we got there it was um the um, the northern lights were Happening. I don't know if you've. you've I've never seen, seen them. I've never seen, seen the Northern Lights, but yeah. it's I took really, some home with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really an incredible thing to see, and we were so excited because we were going to be there three days, and we had the place stocked with supplies and cool electronic gear, and we were working out be on the phone, and uh, we opened up these back doors, and these the sky was just exploding with these Northern Lights, and we just wrote that song in about one minute. Wow! And so you never ever saw the Northern Lights right. and all that stuff, and you know, welcome. This is a farmhouse, and everything's going to be all right, and so that. That was that was uh, just uh, descriptive of the moment. I Some think. of them just come right in the this moment. This one I had no idea. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> it was late at night. You I woke really up think in the dumpster. That, I think that means something very profound. <laughs> someday I'm gonna figure out what. It, if anybody knows, maybe somebody can tell me. Someone, someone out there will find some profound <laughs> yeah, meaning yeah, for yeah. that. You know. Well, it's funny because I'm I'm not that comprehensive when it comes to like lyrics and words yeah. and stuff like that. So I think I've I've adapted my own meanings. In to fact, comprehension yeah. was a banner moment. Yeah. 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 Yes. and I pronounce it right too. <laughs> but, uh, that's an SAT. Word. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I will go through your lyrics, and and sometimes I'll, I actually like chalk dust torture. Uh, I, oh, I, I know what that means. Well, so do I. But I figured it out at a concert. Don't After, tell anybody. I'm yeah. not going to say. I'm going to go with Trey's yeah, definition. Yeah, yeah. Is there is there like an overall message? Uh, chalk dust torture. You know, chalk dust torture. torture is school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the horror of having to go to school. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Yeah. 
got to act all old. What would you call it? A comprehensive experience? Yeah. <laughs> it's a comprehensive overview of the, okay. of the horrors of school. All right, well, I'm going to bring this up now because... Uh, if one is matriculated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, all right, so a, a friend of mine, uh, you know, re- you know, was reading through your books and stuff like that, and uh, you had an experience, uh, maybe an almost drowning experience. Yes. Uh, I Was it off the... Yes. We were, you were with German guys, right? Uh, yes. Okay. All those Germans. All right, so... But uh, a, a Two German punk rockers and, and a guy in a dress. Yes. So In the ocean, naked. We were what, all naked. What kind of idiot dresses up at a gown? Well, no, no. Here's the deal. There there are some certain songs where I feel like the lyrics are taken from that particular experience, like um, uh, like in The Wedge or something like that. Yeah. You know, we're bobbing on the surface and the shadows oh, yes. glide below. Yep. I don't know if, if that Could has be. to... Could be. Um, but Could d- be. Are there any lyrics? Uh, or <laughs> Come on, come on, come on. That's a go. <laughs> yes, that could be, could be. You know what? Why don't you guys all shut up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, but is there anything from that particular experience that kind of shaped your uh, your life lyrically, musically, uh, yeah, whatever? Yeah, I, Trace I, having a John Hinckley moment here. I Basically, did yeah. you see God? I saw God. <laughs> God said, "Don't drown." Yeah, that's Stay up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's Let's, too early. Can we talk about T.O. again? Yeah. <laughs> Stop being so comprehensive. Actually, we, we, have, we want you to uh, actually rate this vocal performance. We want to get your... Uh, we want to get your criticism on this here. Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? That's Kathy. But I want more. <laughs> where they walk. Can she sing it? Where they run. She's, she's where they killing it. She's, let's just say she's killing it. Come on. I can, I can sing with you. <laughs> oh, and, and do you want us to play this for him? Is you that what, what you're pointing at? A minute and 23 seconds. What is it? This is, uh, uh, it's this M- is my creation. MC yes! Corky. Oh, yeah. Right. Play it for him. Casey, yes. Casey wrote and produced this song. All of he had some help from our production director here. You'll clearly see a fish influence. Yes. Okay. Well, well, actually, and we're going to have this gentleman on tomorrow, Kevin Federline. I don't know if you've ever heard of this Kay guy. Fed? Yeah. 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 Why didn't you have him when I was here? Uh, well, I couldn't. It just He's CSI's on yeah. Thursdays. So. Uh, two, two musical giants. <laughs> this, yeah. was, this was in response to Popo's out. Popo's out, which had some, uh, you know, Portuguese in the lyrics. So I wrote a, a song called Espanol is Spanish for Spanish, and it would uh, <laughs> be my pleasure if you were to listen to this. Okay. All right, right. here we go. I'm crashing to cabeza. Taco, taco, taco. Jennifer Lopez, muy bien. 
What'd you say? <laughs> Greatest song I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. Wow, I needed that. <laughs> I had the rope in my car, and uh, thank you. Oh, giving me another few years of life. Wow. Let's see what Edie I mean in there. It, it went, from, it it went from good to genius. <laughs> you don't hear him reference Biblioteca no. and Edie I mean. Well, it rhymes. That's all I was really going for there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I actually would like to give you something else. Uh, there's a DVD, and my ass is featured in it a lot. It's called Kill Casey. Uh, if you ever have time uh, in the tour bus. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, my God. I didn't You know, you, you can I? give him the brownies and everything you bake from, too. <laughs> I didn't bake it, but okay. try and melt away. They're really good. Uh, if you ever have time in the tour bus or whatever, put it on. It's only like an hour long. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> but it is funny. It is funny. So there you go. I, I did want to ask you a, a serious question, though, for a second, Trey, because a little while ago we were are talking. Are you going to rub my girl? I mean, <laughs> are you going to be my <laughs> Are you going to rub my girl? <laughs> are you going to rub my girl? Uh, you had mentioned earlier talking about being a fan of, uh, of radio. Uh, has it ever bothered you that... Uh, that through your career, you really haven't had a lot of radio airplay, a lot of support from radio, or do you understand that? Or, you know, what's your uh, take on that? Well, we thing? didn't... Um, I mean, college radio obviously has played yeah. you. But, uh, but you know, as far as uh, commercial um, radio... Not really bothered. No, not really bothered, but I am a fan of radio. You know, I, I really... I grew up listening to the radio. I think, I think radio's... Radio's cool. Radio's, you know, magic. You know, you turn on the radio right when you're in a bad mood and a good song comes on. And <laughs> yeah, and you hear about Edie Amin. And you hear about Edie Amin. And, and, uh, but uh, uh, I didn't like it when, you know, I didn't like it when, when I started showing up to to um, do this kind of thing at radio stations and find, you know, some, some places you show up, there's like a closet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> I don't like that. Anymore. No, but, uh, you know, but really, they, they, you know, there's nobody there anymore. Radio yeah. kind of went from the days when Pierre was in here and I'd wake up in the morning, you had characters and people right. and who you knew. And then it sort of became for a while there. I don't know if it's still, they're still doing I'm this. I'm still but, here, by the way. <laughs> from when I was looking. Yeah. But, they would, you know, radio started to become, a, uh, you know, a computer sitting in a little closet. That, I didn't like that very the, much. That is one thing we are thrilled about here is that around the clock, there's there's a live person on no, mic. No, it's just so doing great. Yeah. Coming in here and seeing this because this is what I would expect at WMR, and it was cool to see. There's a ton of people. If I could describe different people, there's people all over the place. Yep. Everybody's having fun. It's it's cool. There's a so keg. There's, there's a keg. There's a keg. There's a genuine party keg. going on in here, and uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. So keep that up. You got there, it. There's a few stations kind of left that are hanging on to that. You know, XPN and right. you know K Fog, and you know you go into these places and it's a, and you recognize everybody, and it's like a family. You know, so. Um, like I said, it bothered me more. It didn't bother me as much that I wasn't getting on the radio. I didn't like the development of radio turning into a automation a, a tape, and, yeah. you know, characterless, prefab kind of world. And we're not clear channel. <laughs> there you go. And we've been around 38 years, which yeah. for a rock and roll station is phenomenal. It if really you think is about incredible. It. Almost 39 in April. Yeah. And uh, the fact that you're still here. 25 years. And then years. I listened to you when I was... <laughs> Pierre uh, is know. 82. I, I know I'm actually 83, Steve. He brought Rudy Valley on. Yes. I started with a block of Benny Goodman. Valley. Uh, Val, yeah. Here's Val, a, Valley's Rudy and Frankie. Both came exactly. in. Here's a new kid. A new kid on we the block. I think he's going to go far. I can't do age jokes. I'm old, right around Pierre. So. Old, guy on the, old guy on the block. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, well, Trey, we, we can't thank you enough for, for coming so much coming for by me. here this morning. It's uh, you know it's been years in the making that Casey's been trying thank to get Casey, this to happen. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we appreciate it, and, uh, and for being so personable and uh, and not putting your cigarette out on his head. Nothing to smoke, but yeah, <laughs> no, dude, that would have been a mark I would have had for my entire <laughs> life. I'm never washing this again. Ever. Ever. Is there any, anything else you want to add, Case? Before we uh, wrap no, up no, no, no. I think I've geeked out enough. Yes, uh, okay. Any anybody, anybody? Are you still getting married? Oh, oh, no, no, no. no, no. We canceled no, the wedding. Do. They canceled the wedding, but uh, uh, can I be a fan for life? <laughs> I'm taking that as a... Yes. playing something for you. I'm trying, to play, I'm trying to play Casey Jones for you, but I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I have it up here in our little computer. Hey, by the way, are there, there tickets available for tonight's show? Oh, yeah, of course there are tickets available. Uh, the show starts at 8.30. And what exactly does that mean? Of course. I know. That's what I'm saying. Of course. Are you kidding me? It's a, it's a gigantic room. I don't know what I meant yeah. by that. Hit the dump button. <laughs> Pretend like I never said that. Um, yeah, so so show up early. Whiskey Tanger or Whiskey Dix is right around the corner. Join me for a drink. Um, and uh, thank you to my wife for allowing me to, to go out and, and go to the concert tonight instead of uh, having anniversary dinner or something along those lines. <laughs> Things that normal married couples would do. Yeah, I've geeked out enough. I mean, I, I've named pets after songs. I've, I've, I've done the whole deal, so. There you go. There, you go. there it is. So thank you. <laughs> Are you in tune with it? I have no idea. Hey, you know what? I, I wanted to ask you this a while ago. Uh, have you been taking singing lessons, by the way? Because your singing voice... Sounds... Not this morning. No. <laughs> exactly not this morning. No, but when I saw you with Phil and Friends... Uh, oh, thanks. You, you, I mean, your voice, not that it was bad before or anything like that. Oh, God. You I'm... just keep digging that hole. Actually, I thought you would smell, right but in. you don't. No, no. You know, I used to. I thought there'd be body odor, but I was surprised to find that there wasn't. Uh, have, have you been, I thought during the interview you might be eating human flesh, but it turns out you don't. What, you finally get a decent shirt? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm so oh, used to seeing you unkempt and sloppy. It's amazing. Did you guys expect any less? No, it's no, fine. Right. Cool. No, this has been fantastic, Trey. Trey, a pleasure to meet you. Anytime at all you're in town, please come by. You're, you're right. a great man. Thanks Thank a lot. you. Thanks Trey so much. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay where you are. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, They've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. The mother of a of 13-year-old Donnell Dixon says that he's been to Children's Hospital for seven days after doing push-ups at his school. Uh, Vinyanda Mitchell says that it was a punishment for running in the hall and closing lockers, and her son had the choice of detention or push-ups. Now, Donnell says that he did 100. The director of the school says the coach says it was three sets of 20, and the boys were able to pause in between and drink water. 
The day after the incident, the teen said that his arm swelled to double its normal size. Uh, cool. So his mother took her to the emergency room. He was diagnosed with, and I'm going to mess this up, um, rhabdomyolosis. For the uh, layman, big armatosis. Which is a breakdown of the muscles often caused by overexertion. It can lead to kidney problems and blood in the urine. And Donnell's mom says that he has had that. Uh, she has talked to a lawyer. Uh, the school director says that they are devastated and are just hoping that Donnell will fully recover. And his mom, of course, says that she is hoping for the same thing. From just doing push-ups? Yeah, I find it hard to believe. Really? But if he ended up in the hospital, something definitely was wrong. So, And, and, they and it's a real thing? Had, Big yeah. armatosis? Yeah, but if you can't do, you know... And what they're saying was sixty push-ups. That's you that's gotta, not good. Like Thirteen. How do you, how, you, what do you, how do you exert at all? Yeah, I don't know. But anyhow, we'll do a follow-up if necessary. A man in Ohio says that he got a letter from his cable company telling him that he owed them sixteen point four million dollars. Wow, man. <laughs> Uh, fortunately, a lot of online porn. Uh, <laughs> Time right. Warner Cable says that uh, Daniel D. Verigolo does not owe millions, and that it, worked, it was just a uh, typo, and oh. it was the wrong amount into a computer, and it triggered an automatic letter to be sent to him. Uh, D. Vigorillo joked about uh, joked with the reporters that he should have added Showtime because small extra charge the small extra charge pales in comparison to the millions that he owes. Well. Uh, the woman whose tirade at a Panama City Beach Burger King became a YouTube sensation is now facing a felony charge. I don't know if you guys saw this video did, or not. Yeah. Uh, Kamisa Smith was charged with felony criminal mischief with damage of more than $1,000 and a few other charges, too. She was caught on a cell phone video as she climbed onto the restaurant's counter, threw items, and struck employees. And she was wearing a bikini at the time. Yeah, she went a little crazy. Yeah. It's on YouTube under Spring Break Bikini Brawl at Burger King. Uh, The video shows Smith standing on the counter to shout at the cashier that she had argued with in the drive-thru moments earlier. About halfway through the 101-second clip, the dining room explodes with flying napkins, trays, straws, food, and what appears to be either a child's booster seat or a large (laughs) water bottle. I mean, she trashed the place real quickly. Uh, The fight started when the woman complained about her order, so she is now going to be in jail. An argument between between two armed neighbors over a dog and its feces escalated to a shootout in rural Mississippi, sending one neighbor to the hospital with injuries from shotgun pellets and the other neighbor to jail. Terry Terry Tennant, who is 52, said that he was struck in both hands, shoulder, chest, and side by a spray of bullets from shotgun blast fired by his neighbor, Jerry uh, Blassingame, who is 60. (laughs) The wounds are not life-threatening. Tennant was angry that Blassingame... Uh, add him because he uh, thought Blessing Game's mixed breed dog had defecated on his lawn. How could he tell? Each man he just had that mixed breed look. Uh, each man described his side of the argument. Uh, Tenant said that he was friends with Blessing Game and only went over to his house to complain in general about the dog feces in his yard, not to accuse him, and encountered a drunk, irate neighbor. Blasting Game said that they, do you say? they argued because Tenant shot his dog last week and threatened to kill him over the dog poop. Uh, Tenant denies shooting the dog, saying. Uh, I, he said, Jerry, your dog ain't even dead. Jerry, your dog ain't even dead. He said, just meet me at the levee and just I'll shoot you Just meet me at the levee. <laughs> I will be dressed as a woman. Why? Huh? Uh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> uh, Blasting Game says. It's been a tough year, Jerry. <laughs> Very tough year. <laughs> 
That's just so. There's, that's a, a yeah. way of living yes. that is so alien to yes. us. Yeah. But you have to meet at the levee. Yeah, yeah. Well, can't can't just meet in front of their houses. Now Jerry says this is more a levee issue. Now Jerry. Jerry says that Tenet was armed when he returned to the neighbor, uh, and Tenet said, "Point that gun at me." I and said, "You'll be pointing that gun at me." He said, "I said no." Point that gun at me, and he shot twice, and I returned fire. And then on second thought, do not point that gun at me. <laughs> Blasting game was charged with aggravated assault. Then <laughs> it could also face charges. It's been a tough year. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you more at the levy. <laughs> You'll be the woman, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, anyhow. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a, in a moment. Stay right there. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest. You know him very, very well. and We've gotten to know him uh, over the past couple of years. He's really cool. And what's awesome, here not only to talk about the television show, but a movie. Yeah. Which looks funny as hell. Please welcome Charlie Day. Yeah. 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 How you doing, man? What's up, fellas? Yo, brother. Good to see you. So, uh, my first question is, uh, you know, because I take a lot of personal pride in this, is how's your acting careers going? Oh, uh, really good. Yeah. Uh, we're any doing offers? Any... Little Shakespeare in the Park. We'll okay. be doing a little Center Park stuff. We're doing Taming of the Shrew. Right. Uh, no, uh, thank God that you guys are oh. as charitable as you are because we are clearly, <laughs> A, we are clearly not visual, and B, we are the absolute antithesis of actors. Yeah. I thought you guys nailed it. Yeah. Really? I really? thought you nailed it. Oh, I, thanks, I love man. that episode. You know what was cool about, because you while Steve and I were, were filming, when we went to L.A., um, you know, both uh, Charlie and, uh, well, everybody was there, actually. Yeah. And, and you guys were hanging around right when we were shooting, and we do the take, and then immediately you would say something like, mm, you know what, why don't you just say this? I mean, you were just throwing stuff out as it went along. I didn't know it worked that way, and I'm like, oh my God, he wants us to ad lib. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Well, you guys needed a lot of help, so we, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We did. You gave me a great line. I, I was I got to say a-hole, and, uh, and that guy chomped. But, That's right. But it all the finish product everyone loved and i'm glad we you know people do just like it genuinely because it's a it's hilarious yeah but we happen to be in it so that's and cool. how about the special effects they you know it looked like because we shot that in like a little tiny hockey rink yep. yeah yeah but it, the, the the effect of the 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 green screening that was done and then you put the uh the first union well it was was the first union center at the time yeah, I guess what was so. it yeah yeah, yeah wachovia yeah. center whatever wachovia. Wachovia. but yeah. anyhow and and it, i thought it looked flawless i'd say movie magic but it's more like basic cable magic <laughs> right. basic, yeah. green screen magic i'll tell you what though the uh, talk about that pressure situation because we did that actually on the ice at the uh, at the Wachovia, and uh, right we had we had just what four minutes? No, like six minutes total to, to do, do two different everything. takes. Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, and uh, man, you that's a high pressure situation, especially yeah. with hockey fans who are normally accommodating. Yeah, uh, they'll go right at you. Yeah, right. No, they were yeah. they were into it, man. They were. The they did a great was job. Wickedly into it. Yeah, so. it worked. And then we, you know, we we spliced all that together and looked great. Yep, cool, man. Well, listen, let's talk about this movie. 
Let's um, do it. Yeah, this looks really cool. Steve showed me as soon as the trailer came out. It's like, have you seen this yet? Yeah, uh, it's called Horrible Bosses. Uh, Charlie stars in it. So does uh, um, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. That's right, and Jason Sudeikis. And what I love is that the the guys that you've gotten to be the bosses. They are playing against such, type, uh, totally against type. Colin Farrell specifically. Yeah, he's awesome in it. He looks ridiculous in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, so he's such a good-looking leading man. Yeah, he guy. took his hairpiece off for this. <laughs> so and, that's uh, legit, yeah. is it? He's legitimately bald. That's yeah, amazing. he's actually bald. So oh, wow. yeah, and he put the punch back on. Know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is a question you know you're going to get asked constantly. This question, but you are uh, being. Uh, really harassed by Jennifer Aniston, who's your boss. Right. Uh, and she is hot as hell. I love her. And uh, so the question you get, I'm sure you've gotten a million times already, what's wrong with that? Well, clearly, uh, my character is a homosexual man. <laughs> <laughs> that must be. No, you know, I mean, yeah. he, he's engaged to be married. So, right. you know, unless you know, unless you're, like, in politics, <laughs> you know, you don't normally, like, cheat on your wife. So, sure, right. sure, yeah, So yeah. he's just trying, you know, he's trying to be a stand-up guy, and uh, and then he's just an idiot, and he decides to have her killed. It's, yeah, it's, so it, for those who don't know yeah. the story, it's three guys, friends. Uh, they each have a boss that is a jerk in a different way. Yeah, and they come to the realization that they just can't take it anymore. Yeah, and they wanna they wanna axe them. They wanna get rid of them. Let me tell you something. Too, uh, Bateman's boss, uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, has has before played one of the most horrible bosses. The movie Swimming with Sharks. Yeah, he's just horrifying. Uh, and 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 he would be a, a, a bit daunting. Do they all sort of though relish the chance to to just? Let the restraints off and go a little overboard. Yeah, especially Aniston. I mean, she she plays a real, real. Uh, what can I say? A hole. A hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. plays a real like a hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, which she always is. Uh, what she's America's sweetheart, right? Say, so she's playing against type, and she went for it. You know, um, which really isn't. You know, everyone always says she's like the nicest person. She really is, uh, and she really goes full. You know, full a hole and and very like. <laughs> Very risque with uh, the sexuality. You right. know, she's she's saying all sorts of things that you can't believe are coming out of her mouth. Um, Which is cool. I mean, because I think she's probably looking for a little bit of uh, of redefining of, of who she is. So this yeah. is a good a good way to do it. And she nails it. I she mean, nails it, yeah. A, a lot of people who I know who have seen, like, early cuts of the film, you know, come out saying, I can't believe, you know, how good she is in this role or how funny. So yeah. she, she really killed it. Is it, is it uh, I mean, because... There's obviously some some of the the pictures that she's taking and some of the things she has you in are, are require super close contact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what level of focus do you need to? I was just ashamed of myself <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Your I mean, own shame. Is, yeah, she's yeah. in incredible shape, and right. so everyone's saying, you know, you got to take you got to take some photos together, and you're right. both practically naked. You know, are like, are you worried about <laughs> uh, you know being a little excited? And uh, I just I I just felt shame and and, and misery. <laughs> <laughs> It was easy. (laughs) Because I got to get in the gym. You know, stop my steady diet of donuts. I think right. it informed your performance, though, because the look on your face is clearly like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to be drugged and you look that way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Wait, you're an actor and you've worked closely with uh, with beautiful women before. But, I mean, you know, these pictures, for those who don't know, she apparently will um, drug Charlie with uh, nitrous. Yeah, yeah. Make him pass out and then pose him and take these pictures without his knowledge. Right. And, uh, and their sexual positions and stuff like that. But. I mean, you know, were you before this photo shoot, were you just slightly nervous or how's this going to play out or? Yeah, I was because that was like our 
maybe our first or second, the, maybe the second day I ever. They did that second day? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, hi, how you doing? Let's <laughs> let's take our clothes off and uh, take some shots. But, right. But really, you know, I was just like, you know, well, I haven't like pooped in five days, man. I'm like, all, I'm like all bloated and nervous. You right. Know? Like, yeah. Why couldn't I take yeah. a good dump this it, morning? It was as unsexy as it gets. Uh, Jamie Foxx in the movie uh, is, uh, you go to him for help. What's his character's name? Well, I can't say it. I can't say it on the air. It's it's Mother Blanker yeah. Jones, right? You know. But uh, I was reading an interview where where you just love the fact that he wouldn't he wouldn't break. He wouldn't like he he was he stayed in that sort of uh, yeah that guy. I got him though. I broke him one time. Did you? Which yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, I, it was like you know a little uh, notch on the belt of of accomplishments. But you know you forget how funny he is because yeah. he's just turned into sort of an action right. ba- badass kind of guy. Oscar winner for Ray. Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah, but you know he started on the, in Living Color. Yeah, yeah. And you know if you remember, he's super funny. So it was it was fun to see him uh, you know be loose with it and. Uh, you know, do his thing. I like the, um, the. I mean, Jason Bateman it has just that every man sort of, uh, sort of. You, you, you're sort of playing a similar character to It's Always Sunny, but it is different. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, Jason Bateman has that that thing that he does, that put upon guy thing, and and it, he's a, he's a machine with that stuff. Uh, did they did they allow you uh, improvisational room or latitude yeah, with this? You know. Uh, Part of how I think I got the part was uh, I'd, I'd done a movie a year ago with Jason Sudeikis called Going the Distance. Is and it the Drew Barrymore? Yeah, it was yeah. the Drew Barrymore one. Justin Long? Yeah, and the two of us, uh, Sudeikis and I, did a lot of improv in that movie, and the studio liked that, and so they put us together in this one. And, um, you know, we hadn't worked with Bateman, so we were, we knew we were going to be going yeah. nuts, and uh, he just he, – he plays it. He he plays that straight man so well yeah. that Sudeikis and I could just go off the wall with our characters or with the scene, and then he just wait and he drops a one liner and, <laughs> right. and nails it. You know, <laughs> underscores his it. timing's really great. That's that's cool. Uh, so the movie's coming out July eighth. Did you guys? That's that's pretty soon. Did you already have a premiere for it or? No, uh, we're gonna do that in the, on the thirtieth, I think, in okay. LA. In yeah. LA, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the whole the big stars coming out and everything, Jennifer and. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I they don't so. tell you, you know, a lot. They, do they? they haven't called. They have not called. Uh, I, I keep texting Spacey and nothing back. I don't, oh, know, what's I don't know what's happening. We like Charlie, just yeah. not a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're keeping me at a safe distance. You know? They're like, well, let's see how this movie does. If he had it worked out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. If, if only he was in shape. Um, hey, we found out that uh, you guys on It's Always Sunny recently worked with uh, with Springsteen. Is that a big secret that we uh, have revealed that's, already? That's unconfirmed. Uh, you know, oh. we, we were going to try and get him on the season, but um, because uh, um, Clarence. Clarence just died, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be available because, okay. you know, there's, they're so tight and he's dealing with all that. Who, okay. who found out? Was there sort of a circuitous way of finding out that he was a big fan or did someone just... You know, you know, I came through just, Danny. I think uh, okay. I think Springsteen's kids uh, were fans of the show, and okay. then, and then he found the show through them. And two and, Jersey guys, yeah, a couple Jersey guys, and said that he wanted to do it. So we wrote a funny little bit for him this season. So, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do it or not. Um, you know what, Charlie? I get this all that we've we've all gotten this several times, and, and I'm curious how much of it gets to you. But I have people emailing me that say, uh, "Listen." I've written a script for It's Always Sunny. <laughs> really? All, all the time. All the time. Yeah. We know you guys yeah. know them. Can you, you know, get this to them? And I have to break back to them and say, look, they write the show. Other yeah. people don't write the show. So, I mean, do people try to send you guys stuff all the time? They do. And, you know, you can't read it because, you know, if some guy 
writes you the world's worst script, but he has the line dumpster baby in it. And right. then, you know, and then sees our episode and he says, hey, I know you read this and it's in your show and you already had the idea. You know, then then you're up the creek without a paddle. So we right. can't do that. You send them back on seal, unopened, right? You, this this is standard protocol, or, or just we don't discard even, them. No, they yeah. don't even. You know, yeah. we, we just say sorry, I can't read it. Right, you, right. You know, when the show's off the air, I'll read all the bad scripts you want. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that would have been a good one. To yeah. Do. <laughs> By the way, I got to speak about Rob McElhenney. Do you guys know what what we, he's done for this? We season? do know, and we're yeah. looking for verification on this because we haven't seen any any pictures. Is this in fact the case? He's he's put on fifty pounds. Yeah. That you're swearing what? to God, he put on fifty pounds. Yeah, he did it intentionally. You know, he just what? want he wanted to do something interesting with his character, something you haven't seen on TV. <laughs> You've I've never, did, never seen Shia De Niro for Raging Bull. I don't who who people don't normally go that way. You know, yeah, they'll, no, they'll get thinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Christian Bale will lose weight for a role, but but McElhenney tacked it on. And I mean, he was eating these protein and ice cream shakes. He went to a doctor and he said, you know, how can it's I? Not I, I do this it's not that hard. It's not that hard to gain weight. <laughs> it's hard to gain fifty pounds in two months, especially, yeah. especially on his frame. He was yeah. not a guy who was yeah. who was. Well, he was uh, in shape. He was. He looks pretty good. Do you have any pictures on your phone or anything? I I don't. You know, well, that's part of the the, the joy of okay. tuning in to see the show, but. Uh, um, you know, he grew his beard out, and he gained a lot of weight, and he also lifted weights, so he just has this big kind of boxy sort of oh heavy God. frame. And Jesus. <laughs> so what com- what compelled? Was there just something said offhandedly, or that you know, he, just, we just, he just got it in his own mind? We love the idea that if, the, you know, the reality of these characters, oftentimes you see characters on TV shows, <laughs> and, like, uh, people look better and better over the yeah. seasons because they're, you know, they're they're so used to seeing themselves they just put so much effort into their looks and you never see the reality which is that a couple guys with a dive bar in South Philly probably would really go downhill <laughs> right well, you, you're exactly oh the God. thing that comes to mind is Loretta Swit in, in MASH who is working in a, in, a, in a MASH unit at Hot Lips right Somehow she gets her teeth capped. She gets a nose. You know, so right. she, she looks exactly. like a model by the end of the run. She's in, a, in, in you know a mash unit in Korea. Right. So your yeah. the idea here is to go the complete opposite way and show the the dilapidating yeah. effects. Yeah, and just because his character is so obsessed with himself and his frame and his uh, physical ability, <laughs> you know, we, there's a lot a lot of funny stuff we could write to. The bigger he got, did he get? A, has he got a big gut now? Is that part it, of it? It pretty much all went to his stomach at first. <laughs> okay, you know and. At first, I couldn't really see it. Just the way, you know, you spend every day with someone you don't know, you yeah. notice. But if you're apart and you come back. But then when I saw footage from, you know, the years before and then looked at him, it was shocking. What does Caitlin say? Caitlin can't stand it. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> let, let, let's face it. Who would? Who would let's like? Let's face yeah. it, yeah. And I can't wait to see him. Because the last time you guys were in town, or one of the last times you guys were in town, Rob turned to me and he turned away and then he turned <gasps> That's back. Right. And he said, I didn't even recognize you. You've gained 15 pounds. Uh, and I was just <laughs> like... Time yeah. for some payback? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now I can be like... I did it for the show, Rob. You know, I've been gaining this weight for years for yeah. the Preston and Steve Nobody's show. Nobody's ever done it on radio. I know. Totally pays off. Uh, yeah. Totally unvisual medium. Uh, yeah. I just read, so does the the uh, weight gain have anything to do? I read that you guys are filming down at the Jersey Shore somewhere. Is the, is it, this, does. It, it does. Into that? It does. It does play into it, you know, because uh, you know those the, those Jersey Shore characters on the the reality show. They're all very obsessed with their body. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Rob thinks his body is like that, but um, okay. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the Danny connection to Bruce Springsteen, and, and if that happens, that'd be great. But um, I was just watching over the weekend uh, Get Shorty, and there are any number of great Danny DeVito movies from years and years and years. Have you ever? It, and, and are you comfortable even because you guys are friends with him now? But he's he's really is a legend. Can you use him to get to people like Bruce or to that level? Or is that just uncool? 
Well, you just never know what Danny's relationship is with someone. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I mean, before we've, we've, we've said, hey, you know, you mind calling whoever. Sean, Nicholson. Yeah, Nicholson or <laughs> yeah. Sean Penn. And you never know if, like, those guys are picking up the phone like, oh, no, not DeVito. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's, it's, it's yeah. An, an always sunny thing. I know what I know of. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we try and throw his weight around a little bit if we can. And But he seems like... He would do it if he felt comfortable doing it, but otherwise, he's never going to, you know, make the call to Jack to ask him to come on the Jack, show. Jack, yeah, I don't think Jack wants to do TV. I mean, I'd yeah. love to have him on the show. That'd be amazing. If only that movie career was working for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if he could just get that, you know, going, he'd get that okay. up and running, he'd be set. <laughs> so, uh, the the big rollout, no pun intended, of the new McLaney physique, uh, right from the get go. I assume we see it. All right, it's it's. Wasn't a work in process for the new season. Yeah, you know right? it was. You're, you're all in or uh, all or nothing. So, um, it's not like Dee's pregnancy, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Where slowly. we can kind of reveal it through the season. Now he he's a uh, he's big right from the beginning. By the wow. way, that that episode last year of Who Got Dee Pregnant, hilarious, was so funny, and uh, because it was just everybody's uh, recollections of what happened <laughs> yeah. that night. It was like Rashomon. Yeah, yeah. that's she, what it was. Little yeah. Rashomon style. She just slowly but surely became more and more into it, uh, like a bird. So, so by the time it, came, it became Max um, uh, recollection, she was a full-on Austria. Yeah. It was hilarious. You know, I got to give full credit to McElhaney for that because uh, we did like a photo shoot. And for some reason, I, I can't remember why, we did a photo shoot with an ostrich. It was supposed to be something interesting. And uh, at the time, we were reshooting that scene with just a, a big, funny bird costume. And it really wasn't working. And McElhaney says, why don't we actually use the ostrich? <laughs> awesome. And I was thinking, that yeah. that's crazy. Is this too uh -huh. much? But uh, it just turned out. I laughed great. out loud. It's hilarious. Out loud. When you're doing that, and as we saw when we were, we did our, our little thing, um, you know, you you guys are all throwing out stuff. There is is the rule just 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 throw it out and see if it sticks, or or uh, you know, who who has the ultimate override? You guys are all equal in your abilities. Who, yeah, who has the ultimate override? You know, well, uh, if we're if we're arguing because there's three of us, it's just two two against one, right? You know? and, okay. then, and then we'll you know the 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 majority rules. But usually, you know, we just try different things, and usually it's pretty obvious. There's one joke or one take that that works the best, right? Um, and by the way, you guys are in town shooting some uh, exteriors right now. Yeah, season got, seven. Is it becoming more and more of a hassle to to, to come back here? Or is it just no? Something that's important? It's about. I wish we could do the whole show here. Yeah, I, it's just you know you point the camera anywhere in South Philly, and it just looks so much better than everything on TV, which is usually shot in Los Angeles, right? Or yeah, New York, and it's just you know you don't get those great row homes and and the, the awesome look of the city. So yeah, it, it's essential that we that we shoot here. I think. How's the? I mean. With the movies, and you're in a lot. I mean, all you guys have sort of, you know, are making the big, the big leap. And, and as we say, you're no longer the, the big secret. You know, the, the, the talent is obvious, and you guys are, are are doing well with that. How do you juggle the show and the movies? The scheduling must be a nightmare. The scheduling's been a little crazy. Yeah, a little crazy. <laughs> it's been a little crazy. Yeah. But uh, you know, you just you do it while you can, and then you work now while while you can, and then uh, you know, do whatever Jack's doing and in his big castle one day, hopefully. <laughs> right. Yeah, with the golf club. Yeah, at the golf club. Yeah, three escorts on the yacht. <laughs> right. Is there any chance another uh, traveling show will happen again? The stage yeah, show. Yeah, you know, we were talking about maybe trying to get into that this fall, but. We'll wow. see. It's a. It's always just a big scheduling thing, trying to get everyone together. But uh, we, we definitely want to tour around because it was such a blast. Oh to do man, it. I laughed so freaking hard that <laughs> night. 
Yeah. Uh, that show was live was just an absolute scream. Us, it's the best experience, you know, because yeah. you do TV or you do movies, and and you know you might bump into someone on the street and they say, "Hey, I love it," but to actually get the live interaction while you're doing it, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, had, and, had you ever done any stage stuff before that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but right. it's different. You know, you do a play and it's a bunch of little old blue haired ladies, you right. know, soft clapping. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this was like a rock show. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it was. It's and awesome. it was great to see the 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 McElhenney line of uh, family members walk in to, to, to take up half the tower yeah, theater, like a third of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. Hey, it was do, you guys, do you guys have a second company for all the inventions that you guys have? Like, uh, is is Dicktail something that you guys actually make money off of? And yeah, actually, you know, uh, so, and what about the shotgun? Um, the you know the it's there's a little balance between the network. You know, they okay. own they own most of the stuff and. You know, so if you're going to buy, buy a green man suit or whatever, that's usually the network. But they couldn't sell uh, dick towels because it was, like, too too risque to put on their site. So, oh, yeah. so, uh, Somebody got it. Yeah. Pull up that picture of Kathy. Oh, you got to see yes. this. Yeah. Oh, that's everywhere. Yeah, the photo bomb. Yeah. 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 People uh, send me that on Twitter and stuff. Did <laughs> anybody uh, make any money off of kitten mittens? Somebody somewhere, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're, you're saying you've signed, yeah. once you've signed over, they they own the quote-unquote intellectual property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, down the line one day, we'll, we'll sue them and sort everything out. But, uh, you know. The lawsuit will come. Yeah, the yeah. lawsuit will come. But, I watched but, that again no. recently, and there's a scene, that, that part where you're filming the Kitten Mittens infomercial, the cat just falls off the table. Yeah. And yeah. It, it immediately cuts away from you. Did you. Were you cracking up during that whole thing? Uh, you know, I was just like, uh, what's going on with this cat? <laughs> but the cat was okay. We had a little pill- a little pillow okay, at the good. end of the table, so the cat was fine. It was cute and Not funny. Not that I'm worried about cats. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard the question floated a number of times about, about an It's Always Sunny uh, movie, and, and I always wonder... Mm. Because you get away with so much anyway, and because, yeah. you know, it, like, what would the movie, what would a movie have that you couldn't really see on the TV show? Do you get that a lot, though? You, you know, it was funny, about a year ago, we were talking about if we were going to do it, you know, doing something funny, like where we where we went to Afghanistan to try and find Bin Laden. But uh, I guess <laughs> that's that, that, that storyline's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, I, I mean, it'd be fun to do, but I always feel like those things, I feel like you want to do it, like, after the show's over, when people are like, oh, man, it'd be fun to see those guys do their thing again. Yeah. But, uh, any chance of another? I know you've done it once, but the the Christmas special was just oh. amazingly funny. Yeah, I think you could do that or pick another holiday or yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'd have to do another holiday. Yeah, fresh yeah. <laughs> Easter. Yeah, yeah Easter. Yeah, Easter celebrations. <laughs> right. Sure. Fourth yeah. of July could be good. Right. Yeah. The whole holiday series. Yeah. 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 Are there while you're in Ramadan. town? <laughs> While you're uh, in town filming, are there going to be? Are you looking for any crowd scenes or anything like that or? Uh... Because we can get the word out for you. You know what? Off the top of my head, I can't uh, think. You know Did anyone tell you? Yeah. Hold on a second. I think I have it. Um, but you know what I wanted to ask you? Since the show's gotten even bigger, have you got, do you guys still have the same amount of involvement in all that goes into it? Because I know in the very beginning, like you guys were doing everything. Yeah. No, we, we still do have the same amount of involvement. I don't think... We were talking about, you know, is there any way we could keep doing seasons and seasons and not have the same involvement because it's a ton of work? But I think between Rob and Glenn and myself, you know, we we just wouldn't ever feel comfortable passing it off to someone that's, else. That's your quality control. If if, if the troika is 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 not involved, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it'll it'll diminish. You know, 
And I think it's a product that's purely you guys. If you step away from it, it'll I think it would suffer. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've I've heard like people, you know, I've heard like some outside complaints, like oh the guys aren't writing enough of the episodes, but. You know, it's it's less so that we're we're not writing and, and more that we're giving credit to younger writers who are sure. trying to get their you know their foot in the door. But we still, if if you like an episode or you don't like an episode, the buck still always stops with us. Right, right, right. right. And I tell you what, man, it's an it's an operation. It's the real deal. And we went and I I now I know. I was always wondered why TV shows were so damn expensive to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the the production shoot uh, or the the I don't know what the information sheet is that you get that describes yeah. everything that's going on was insanely detailed. I mean, just yeah. oh, to, so, so much as to, you know, where are the nearest hospitals and, and all, this other, <laughs> right. all this information that had to be put together just to shoot this scene and, or two scenes that were being Yeah, shot. right. Some guy puts a buzzsaw through his hand. You know, you got to do something about yeah. it. Think about the number of people who were on set for a scene that didn't involve Charlie or Rob or Mac, and, and they, their scenes were shot in Los Angeles. But just for you guys with a yeah. couple of du- uh, stunt doubles, True. and they had like seven camera guys and seven sound guys and a director and an assistant director and everything. It's it's really impressive. You, you talk about the cost. We had Ryan Dunn in, in here and, you know, from the Jackass crew, and, and you guys are apparently trying to put together an episode that turned out to be far more expensive that you had thought of uh, so is will that come to fruition or is it just off the table because it's too expensive? No, I think we'll do it in yeah. the next season. You know, we just had a lot of sort of big episodes this right. year where we're doing some some sort of expensive things to shoot and we realized that uh you know, by the time we were getting to the end of our writing season, we needed to do a smaller episode just to bring the show on budget. Hmm. Well, we're going to be doing a, uh, and we'll, we'll announce. You know, we had a, a big party for the premiere. We're going to have something similar this this time around, and it's yeah. uh, it's it's going to be very cool. The reaction. This is one. It's funny because the people come in. Oh, we got to get the. Trust me, we'll mention just a couple times. It'll be fine. it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Because people are voracious for it and continue to be so. Do you know when the when uh, season seven starts? When people will be able to see that? I don't know the exact air date, but it, it'll probably be uh, in the first or second week of September um, on Thursday nights. I, right. I assume. Yeah. And now the whole thing is to just to see how fat Rob got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, you know what's going to happen is people aren't going to be able to pay attention to the storyline for the first, you know, one or two episodes. They're going to have to go back and watch because it's it's distracting. I, I think that's we pretty. Sure, we yeah. weren't sure if that was true or not, yeah. but that's pretty it's damn totally impressive, true. man. 50 pounds in two months. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. All right, well, in the meantime, go see Horrible Bosses, because that looks like a great movie. And uh, Charlie is one of the stars of the film, so get out and see it. Cool, man. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, thanks for coming by here, and uh, enjoy the time in Philly, as always. I love being here, and uh, thanks for being so good to us. You got it, man. Excellent. Charlie Day, It's always sunny in Philadelphia. All right, we've got to take a break. Come back in a moment. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I got a uh, I got an email from a friend of mine I stay in touch with uh, um, uh, who lives in uh, Minneapolis, and she was telling me something interesting that happened. Uh, her aunt died recently. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Funny thing, her aunt died. Yeah. No, her, her, her aunt died about a month ago, and uh, Cheryl's mom, who would be the sister of the woman who died, right. Uh, was going through, uh, you know... Her personal effects? The belongings. You right. Know, and it's, it's something that you do uh, when, when somebody passes away. Uh, you know, things will be handed down to certain people, even, you know, without uh, 
the will and whatnot, you have to go in and, and just kind of sort things out and, and end up right, yeah. dispersing it amongst the family and whatnot. Keepsakes and things. And apparently they were they were going through uh, some of her stuff, and uh, the, the woman's mother, who had, uh, the woman's sister who had died, uh, stumbled across a bunch of porn mags. Now, this woman apparently was extremely prim and proper really very buttoned down wow and uh and just it like sent shockwaves through the family do you have s masters 70s <laughs> well how old were they uh i well cheryl's uh a few years older than i am so i guess her parents are going to be in their 70s probably no, i mean like how old were the magazines did, did i they... don't i don't know if they're you know knocked up in milky you know current like that or, <laughs> or not. on parchment paper <laughs> yeah because maybe if they were he like, knocked up in milky because we had the the one guy who collected all the the um yeah like Playboy 60s playboys yeah, yeah. No, no, these are porn like collection. This was porn. No, yeah. this it wasn't uh, it wasn't, wasn't just like a collection. No, this is uh no. This was straight for, up porn. For personal I use. collect vintage beaver magazines. <laughs> but I, it got me to thinking about uh you know when somebody that you know or in your family passes away uh some of the uh the things that you find out only oh, after God. they're dead about what happened with them. That's why when you get sick you got to start burying that stuff in the backyard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and oh, like, man, that was my dildo collection. I don't want them to find that. But I mean, I found out that after my uh my aunt's ex-husband passed away. It's a, he's a guy I never knew, but it was right. in the family amongst that was kind of like, uh, uh, he, I think he had been busted doing inappropriate things with kids. Oh! At, at some point, but I didn't know about that until uh, after the dude and died. So and that's, when they, that's when they found out about it after the death? I think that might have been it, and I wow. don't know how. It's like one of those things that the family doesn't really talk about. But it was only after the guy Disgusting. died that, that we found out that. That's why you actually you need a buddy to come over and if you die suddenly to take all of your porn to know hey, where to know where it is. Your shovel buddy, yeah, and, and 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 either burn <laughs> it or destroy it or, or or keep it for himself because you you know that when if you die suddenly your in laws are going to come over and, and find that stash that you you know of knocked find up. Find my stuff, I will die again. Yeah. <laughs> I I know somebody who did that. Yeah, I knew somebody an acquaintance who uh, and, and I forgot how the guy died like i said it was just acquaintance it wasn't a really good friend but the guy had it may have been a suicide I'm, I'm not sure i don't really remember but what what the guy did that night his friend was uh when, when the parents were out taking care of whatever needed to be done snuck into the house broke into the house yeah and took out any you know drug paraphernalia porn anything the guy might have had because the last thing he wanted was the parents to go oh to, my god what no, happened of you know course, of course not and and it's you know and he, even when you're dead you can still get embarrassed <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah highly embarrassing yeah. we have a we have a coworker and, and I won't mention his name but he lives alone and uh, and he was telling me that he has an entire plan set up with if if he goes he's got a buddy to come over and knows where all the <laughs> porn is stashed yeah that is what a true friend does yeah, Wait a yeah. Matt Cord. <laughs> Actually, no. No, no it's not, not robot. Matt, I just wanted to say it like Matt, <laughs> like Matt Damon. So, when I die, so, I have it rigged up in my house, so this, you hear this? <laughs> and my shovel buddy, no, I, but I do know, you, you know, you know people who have, who, you know, the ones I think that really need to do it are the ones, I'm, I'm perceived as being a sick bastard anyway, so, yeah. but the people who are kind of, conduct a, a, a life that is not exactly like, you know, maybe people who are transvestites or, or you know, yeah. or maybe, you know, have got things that they don't want 
people to know after they die. I think you should have a shovel, buddy. Maybe, but if if I hear that noise, should I come running because there's, running. there's free porn? <laughs> yeah, but if you collect things over time... You just get up, you're eating with Rochelle, you get up on the table, I've got to go. <laughs> I'll be back in exactly one day. When I come back, don't ask any questions. If you accrue things over time, you tend to forget about it. You know, like I know that I have porn in like three different spots in my house right now. Right. And uh, and as as I accrue more and more things, my my attic is getting more packed. And uh, I know there's a bag of porn up there somewhere. <laughs> a bag of porn. Yeah. You know that's. A <laughs> See that you should have that too, so that I'll be I'll be at my table. I'll just get up, open up my suitcase, put my stuff in. You know, just, I, I must go now. But you know what? That could be a good movie title. I know there's a, a bag, bag of, of porn up there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere up there, a bag is full of porn. Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? But I, I want, want more porn. porn. Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Oh, God. But I, I love porn. Uh, let me go to uh, Joe. Oh, Joe. Come on. Right. That's right. Let me go to Paul. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, how you hey. doing, Paul? Go ahead. All right, yeah, yeah. So after my dad killed himself, I found out he was a complete and total S&M freak. So <laughs> after, your, your da- after your dad, your, so your dad committed suicide and you discovered that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. How, now, how, how did you find that out? I haven't cleaned out his house, like you said. I found... Uh, you know, uh, all types. Well, first he he hung himself, and I, I'm we're just, we've you think it's, come, come to realize that he went out like Michael Hutchins. Apparently, it was uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this was completely hidden from the family. Well, yeah. I mean, let's put it this way: I, we had, you know, his church. There was like 500 people at his church because he was so involved with his church that came to his funeral. Oh, oh my geez. god! And he said he was an essence. That's was that hard for you to find that out? Well, I kind of like. I didn't like him anyway. Like I wasn't very like he was a he was a jerk. Like I didn't I you know, but that's beyond the point. Like the worst thing was like when I when my grandmother didn't tell me like I was going to speak at first and then like I was going to speak at the funeral because I'm the only child. Right. And then when I, when I was cleaning out the house, I was like I can't go up and say anything. Yeah, say what a great man he was. You could but just wear a ball gag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but that you you know all bets are supposed to be off after you die and you're forgiven and everything, but. But the truth of the matter is, is that I could see in a case where, you know, you don't want your parents or somebody, or your, you know, your a loved one to go up and say, oh, I, I had no idea he kept butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, God forgives you, but every, everybody on the planet. I know, still, I know. Uh, it's, it, it, can, it can be scandalous. Well, so. uh, you know, at least that guy, he went out, uh, you know, accidentally. Because if he's going to do it on purpose, don't you think he would kind of take care of all that stuff first? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, call, right. You call your Maybe. shovel buddy. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Shovel, is that a term you made up? I just made it up. I like that. Yeah, yeah. shovel buddy. Your shovel buddy. Let me go to Jared. Hey, Jared. Good morning. <laughs> What's up? He said Matt Damon. Oh, I'm sorry. What's going on, Jared? Uh, my family is actually from Texas, and uh, I found out that when my great grandfather died, um, someone found a KKK costume somewhere in the oh, You've got to be kidding. Wow. Now, I mean, I think it was from a long time ago. Um, you know, it's stored away and everything, but still, I can't imagine that being too comfortable. Right, right. Oh, is it Robert Bird, by any chance? Some people will. Some people will keep that yeah. uh, that that side of their lives completely quiet amongst their family. Some are open with it, but others will obviously totally wow. hide that. It's not, and it's wow. not like you can. Oh, you know, you try to just oh, look, honey, my KKK outfit still fits. <laughs> yeah. 
God, that's uh, horrible. God, go. I haven't put on any weight. <laughs> let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, man? Um, I have a friend who uh, goes out of town a lot for uh, business, and he's been dating this girl for a year. Like, they're still kind of in the honeymoon part of their early relationship. Yeah. And he always tells me, you know, when he goes out of town, remember, if anything happens to me, you need to go to my house and clean everything out, get my hard drives, get my magazines, get my videos. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he makes me swear that I'm going to go do it. And I'm like, dude, I got you. Don't worry about You're it. A shovel You're a shovel yeah, bucket. I'm, I'm in. And we have that agreement. So, Listen you know, for that it sound. Is, it is for real. Yeah. Right. I, I, I can completely believe that you'll be you'll be laying in bed one night. <laughs> I've got to go. <laughs> exactly. Now now, do you have? Is it reciprocal? Do you have the same agreement with him? Yeah, yeah. He, okay. uh, you know, we we you know we kind of talked about it because we're both kind of in new relationships within like two years, and you know we both agree that like if anything goes down, we're both we have each other. So okay, it's, it's it's a legitimate agreement. I, I think at retirement communities they should as oh. when you get there you should have a, a, like a constant bonfire that's going because you, you know you're in the twilight of your years so that you can you know when you arrive at the at the place you can throw your your porn into that big ditch and you know with anonymity at night you know you can go get rid of what you need to get rid of so this way you don't have to worry about it i'm gonna go to pete hey pete good morning hey how's it going you guys are awesome Thank you, pete. what's up buddy well you're listening to your story this, this morning there. I actually had to clean out my brother's room before my mother got there after he died. How old was he when he died? 25. 25 years old. And was he still living at home? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, did did uh, did he die accidentally? Yeah, he uh, was involved in a police chase with the... Yeah, he's involved with the pol a police chase and was killed. Okay, so so you went in, you're like, look, it's it's tough, it's tough as it is on on mom. So I I need to go in and just get this out of there. What what did you oh. remove? What were you getting out of there? Uh, let's put it this way. There was about half a dozen Rubbermaid bins full of porn. Oh, my God. Oh my God. In Rubbermaid, no less, to ensure freshness. <laughs> That's right. Well, now, he was kind of a connoisseur. Oh, uh, Pete, Pete, may I ask, did you throw it out or did you keep it for yourself? I kept it. Of course. <laughs> I mean, he's mourning, but he's not stupid. What Come on. You can never throw away porn. Had to honor never. his brother's memory. There it's you like go. throwing away a religious yeah. item of some sort. You, you just, don't. And you, 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 it's like with the, the flag. You don't burn it. Yeah, Shroud of Turin. I yeah. forget what the movie was. It was with uh, Owen. I love porn. No, Owen Wilson and Kate Hudson. Uh, oh, uh, about Dupree? Something yeah, about Dupree. Yeah, 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 yeah. About Dupree. Me, you and Dupree. Yeah, he, th he throws out uh, Asian porn, and one of his friends comes, like, tearing over to the house. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no! <laughs> uh, let me go to Kat next. Hey, Kat, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Cap? Now, and, uh, my brother, he uh, passed away on Thanksgiving morning, oh, and uh, his fiance and myself were with him when he passed away. So as soon as he passed and the ambulance came to get him, we were like, oh, God, we have to hide the paraphernalia. <laughs> oh, man. You had to hide paraphernalia. You had bongs and whatnot? Oh, you had, yeah. Several. Oh. <laughs> Several. And, and how old was he when he died? 30. 30 years old and still living at home? Yeah, no, he was in his own apartment, but we knew that yeah. we had to get the stuff out because family was going to come and help us move all this stuff. So right. we had to take the initiative to remove it all right away. If you're very crafty, you just bring it back and put it in your dad's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, my dad's in North Carolina, so that'd be a little different. Okay, all right. What did you find? Was it like boxes of stuff or? 
Uh, no, the stuff was, like, scattered miscellaneous throughout the whole house because he had, like, certain areas where he could hide stuff and certain areas where he couldn't hide stuff. Wow. So Kat, we did... had to basically clean the house to find all the stuff. Did you... Even after all that, we still found some more stuff. <laughs> did you Did you save a pipe or a bong as a keepsake? Of course. Of yes, course. yes. That's Just for sentimental reasons. I would reason. imagine you'd sentimental. have <laughs> And it glows brightly at night. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, let me go to, I, I want to see what this means. Yeah. I have Derek yeah. on the line. Hey, Derek. Very nice. What's up, Derek? You guys rock. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Hey, uh, about 20 years ago, my grandmother died, and my mother and her sisters went to clean out and everything, and my mother came across a death certificate with her own name on it. <laughs> she came across a death certificate with her own name on it? Yes. Uh, apparently, when my, you know, before my mother was born, my grandmother had a child named her Eleanor, oh. and the child died a couple months later. My mother was born. She named her Eleanor. Oh. Wow. So she was Eleanor... Too, but yeah. Yeah, wow, that's really got that's got to be out. weird. <laughs> Jesus, that's pretty weird. That's freaky. That would yeah. freak out. A I, but I'd understand why you'd hide something like that. Uh, let me go to uh, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Hello, you guys are awesome. Thank hey. you. What's up, Lauren? Uh, my dad just recently passed away, and I found a photo album of him and my mom with sneaky pictures. <gasps> oh, no, you no. found you found parental porn. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Lauren, that's horrible. You've already gone through the trauma of losing a parent. <gasps> Can you send some? <laughs> and then, yeah. No. Is it good? Is it hot? Is it good stuff? Or oh. is it, what is it Lauren, about? I feel so bad for you. <laughs> well, my dad liked art, so it was, <laughs> they thought it was. I like art, too. Question, Lauren, was this uh, what they call point of view photographs, or was there a third party taking pictures? No, it was both of them. All right, so there was camera being passed back and forth. Okay. Now, is your your mother still alive? Yes. Did you say anything to her about it? Yes, and she just kind of laughed it off. Oh, oh that's just us photographing porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would be horrified. I would be absolutely horrified. Uh, let me go to... I was going to give you that on your wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> let, me go, let me go to Lancey. Something, bar- something borrowed someone blue. <laughs> <laughs> Lancey, good morning. Laney? Laney. Hey, Laney. Thank you, Laney. What, uh, what okay. do you have to share with us? So, uh, me and my best friend had this agreement for so many years, which is odd because we're so young. But um, I have a diary, and she knows exactly where it is, and she knows to go through it, read whatever she has to read, and give my mom whatever she needs. And my little sex toy drawer, she needs to go through that and take everything out and just get rid of it. Wow! So she is your she is your shovel buddy as well. She will yeah. she will remove your your sex toys. Uh, right. Are, are we talking a voluminous amount of sex toys or <laughs> just a bottom drawer full? Just a bottom drawer full, <laughs> oh, wow. and then there's stuff oh. in the garage. Lady, <laughs> <laughs> the bigger stuff's in the garage. Take it from the ceiling. It's on meat hooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lady, you have things in your diary that you don't want people to know. Well, I mean, there's some you know, that I guess would be interesting, but uh, an awful lot that people shouldn't know. <laughs> and, Lainey, you're doing it not so much. For, you, you, you just want to preserve. You, you don't want your mother to, to know that uh, you were breaking concrete in your, <laughs> in your exactly. room. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, Casey, so, like, you know, there's stuff in there of when I found her having sex. You know? Really? <laughs> Casey, you look confused about the diary thing. Well, I just don't, you know, I understand a diary to a certain extent, but uh, for this very reason, why would anybody, like, keep a written, uh, you know, a chronicle? A chronicle? Well, some people. Some... Because, like, my memory's so bad, I like to go back into it, and, like, when my boyfriend F's up, I'd be like, right here, remember when you did this? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, exactly. God, you're one of those. Yeah, you're basically a court stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, there, uh, people who do diaries write or keep journals, they can be very cool. Uh, I, I agree with you, though, Casey. Writing stuff that is very volatile. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, that will like, be discovered after. You know, like uh, you were down in the barn getting some hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may want to leave that out. Yeah, that one might not be good. I mean, if you had this recorded. Our horse forces. My hand on this massive <laughs> dangles. Um, and then you get all the nasty <laughs> all over you. <laughs> I don't like that one. I know you don't. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Dave? Uh, when This is like mid-80s. My grandfather died. Yeah. And it was my brother and my mom, my dad and I. Right. It was my dad's dad. And we are going through all the stuff, and my dad went through the safe and discovered that he was adopted. He found out he was adopted after the fact. Oh. Yeah, he well, didn't know. Did that, did that just must have blown his mind. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, he's been trying for, like, well, like I said, I think it was 85 when my grandfather died. But no, 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 he had no no hint, no indication, no uh, suspicion prior to that? I think they had ideas. Right. But, you because know, he was black and you were right. <laughs> 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 wow, that's horrible. That no. would be that would be yeah. a tough one to swallow at, yeah. the, at uh, after they pass away. It'd be better to find the porn. Uh, I, I yeah. agree. At least you can do something with that. Let me go to uh, Frank. Hey, Frank, good morning. You guys rock. Yeah. Thank you. What's up, Frank? Uh, how you doing? Good. I actually, after I got married, I sat down with my wife and I said, look, we got an awful lot of stuff in the house that if anything were to happen, I think I should get one of my friends. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. Lisa already has a key. She knows where everything is. It's been mapped out. So, they actually sat it down. She planned it. My shovel buddy came building into the marriage. Oh, really? that, 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 that is planning. And you do that because you, 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 loved the, you love the people in your life and you want to protect them from your perversity. I just thought it was, but the fact that actually my wife had a list of where to go in what order to get it out of the house. <laughs> and, and is this to uh, to hide these things from your kids or your parents or from whom? The, I'm going to have to say pretty much everybody. <laughs> oh, okay. Everyone who comes along. Is, is there like a, a security code system like we have with the, uh, uh, the you know, the, the thing? Yeah, our, our code, uh, our code terrorism alerts here. A fail safe yeah, system? Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. All right, so, so that way you know which ones to go for first. All right, I never, I never really, uh, you know, uh, thought about seriously considering a, a, shovel, sho buddy? a shovel buddy or that term. <laughs> <laughs> I have to leave now. I must go now. I will be back. Do not ask any questions. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right, well, just get it from the table. Consider that. Talk to uh, create a shovel buddy relationship yeah. today, if you protect will. your loved one. Yes, we've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay on. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. This is messed up. An eight-year-old boy is likely to lose an eye after it was shot out with a BB gun. Aha! Shot his eye out, but it wasn't he, he, he wasn't the one who did it. It was a teenager oh. that did it. 
uh, and on purpose. <laughs> the victim was riding his bike with a friend when two 16-year-olds ordered him to get off of it. This is an 8-year-old boy. They were making him do push-ups and exercise. If uh, they didn't do what he, they were being told, uh, they were threatened with being shot. And when this young man said, no, I'm not going to do it anymore, he shot him in the eye. Freaky bastard. The boy was hospitalized, expected to lose vision in his right eye. He's going to lose his eye, basically. Uh, the other young boy was shot in the leg. Suspects are being held on assault charges. The boy charged with the shooting uh, and was shooting the victim in the eye. Had no prior record, but if he's convicted, he's going to be in jail till he's 21. Yeah, so, rightfully so. Yeah, that's messed up. Uh, let's see. This is the fourth year that Zombie Awareness Month is being recognized. Zombie Research Society founder Matt Mogg said that uh, Zombie Awareness Month is designed to make people more aware of the coming zombie plague. Uh-huh. Said it's getting bigger each year, and this year the focus is on helping children become aware. This is what Kathy loves his stuff. All loves kidding aside, talk. Uh, Mog said is dead serious. Uh, and he's an idiot. When he says that he believes zombies could take over the world at any moment. Yeah, it could really happen. I saw a film that depicted this, and it was uh, quite chilling. Said it's not like the doomsday clock that marks how close we are to global disaster by setting the time between 1.45 and midnight. I could say it's 11.50. But we could wake up and see zombies tomorrow. And I could say he's a jackass. We will never know and when it will happen until it does, and then we won't have time to react. It will just run. And it will just be run and scream time. Yeah. And this idiot is serious. Sit. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Scientists are developing a new wave of impotence treatments based on the gas associated with stink bombs. Really? Researchers sulfur? have discovered yep, that a liquefied form of hydrogen sulfide, the gas with the smell of rotten eggs, could help men with erectile dysfunction. Ah, what woman's e- going to hang around for that? It might even prove an... Alternative to the popular impotence drug Viagra, studies have shown that the gas, which is produced naturally in small amounts in the body, helps boost blood flow to the penis. Why don't I get some wine and some stink bombs? (laughs) In a new report uh, published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, researchers at the University of Hospital in Singapore have analyzed results from more than 30 studies that say the gas could have beneficial short-term effects similar to Viagra and also long-term ones. This has got to be a prank. No. uh, An estimated half of all men... Why don't I slip into something more comfortable? And you set off a few stink bombs. Uh, there are thought to be a number of cases. If things start going really well. I'll light up a dog, uh, a, a paper bag full of dog. <laughs> uh, depression, so diabetes, hot. high blood pressure—all these things uh, can cause. I'll give you a wedgie, and you twist my nipples really hard. Yeah, awesome. Anyhow, uh, the the drug may be effective, they're saying, but it is the... And when I fall, it be using it. I'll Something tells me it's just a frat, frat joke. No, it's it's real. Real? Yes, it's real. It's a fart uh, joke. Let's yeah. see. What's that? Fart, it's a fart joke. joke. It's a fart joke. Uh, let's see here. This is messed up. I send a uh, I sent a video to uh, Nick with this. I don't know if you put it on our site or not, Steve, but... All right, Nick. <sighs> Steve or Nick. Uh, a rare cancer surgery is the only way that Dugan Smith, who was 13, could play baseball again. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that's all the teenager needed to hear. Uh, nearly three years ago when Smith was 10, he noticed soreness in his right knee after sliding. 
what he thought was just a limp turned into a malignant tumor on the thigh bone. Wow. Uh, he could have chosen several methods of recovery, but only one would allow full leg growth. The rare procedure he chose is called Van Ness Rotation Plasty. Instead of using a full prosthetic or an artificial bone, doctors removed the middle part of Smith's leg, rotated the bottom half 180 degrees, and moved it up and connected his blood vessels. Basically, at his knee, he has a backwards-facing foot now. So oh. it, it, All right, okay, it bends the other way. No, it doesn't bend at all. No, it's, it's just backwards. Uh, the foot is facing backwards, and it's at Whoa. his knee. Yeah, uh, his positive attitude paid off when he towed the rubber as a starting pitcher for his baseball team. He has a prosthetic now that he hooks up to that foot. Huh? It's you got to see the video. It's really strange, okay. and it shows the kid with the foot backwards on his leg. And Why did they leave the foot on? It. I don't know. Okay. You know, now that's a practical joke. They right. did that as a joke. <laughs> Leave the foot on? Yeah, so the guy would just have to have a strange-looking uh, leg. I do need to see that, but there have been a, a couple of other freaky things that have, the people can do with their bodies lately. I, I, I didn't see the video <laughs> of the guy who can turn his head like 180 degrees. I saw that. Okay, how yep. weird does that look? It's Wait, very, very this strange. guy can turn his head 180 degrees Completely like an owl? Backwards, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's another guy who's on a dance show, like, so you can think he can dance So you think you're an owl? Yeah. No, but did you see that dance move, Kathy? What? what, what was okay, it? this guy basically twists his entire body. Oh, yeah. It, it really, I, I've never seen anything twists like it. Twists his entire body what? What do you mean? Um, Through his hands, you're talking about, right? Like, he'll, he'll clasp his hands and, and bring them over, like, almost all the way around his entire body. I think of, like, if I was going to do a back bend. Bizarre files over. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> if I was doing a back bend, yeah. and then you kind of twist your whole body 180 degrees. Oh, I'm telling you, you've never seen anything. You mean like a human slinky? It's bizarre. You mean like a Stretch Armstrong? Kind of like a Stretch Hungry Arm- Hippos? Hungry Hippos is more like it. Wait, he can I can't, turn the I don't top, know what you're talking about. He can turn his torso around? Yes. Okay. It's... Do uh, it. Get the video, guys. Guys. All right. Guys. Interns. Uh, and and they're, show these guys. Because you know how good I am with words. <laughs> I, well, I want to see that, and I want to see the 180-degree uh, head dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I want to see Footboy. Now, now I can't think of anything else but this guy and what the hell Casey was describing. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, Wait till all right, is this guy? All right, here oh, we go. Here's that guy. They're moving frantically in the other studio to pull the video monitors up, but this guy can turn his head almost no. completely. Uh, now, they show Steve, they take him in and they, they x-ray him right. as well. He's not doing a parlor trick. Right. They do it with his... Um, uh, with his shirt completely off and everything, he's just got the muscles around your <gasps> neck don't allow your neck to your head to go that far. Okay, uh, but his do for some. He's an ugly dude. Uh, is he? Yeah, he's Russian. I can turn his head completely around. Uh, this is kind of the kind of stuff that you see on uh, Stanley's Superhumans. Yes, it's a good show. It's a really good show. All right, turn um, that friggin' head. Oh, my God. Oh, now he's doing it. Oh, God. oh whoa. Oh, that is cool. Why would you even yeah. keep it going? That. Yeah, Come even on. if I could do that, I wouldn't. Yeah. That's kind of... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll put that one on the site, I'll put too. that one on the website, as well. I love that type of stuff. Take it off the screen. That's awesome. Jesus. <laughs> Turn it off! I don't think I've ever heard you <laughs> use that kind of impression. Take it off! <laughs> Get off the screen. You'd make a great nurse, Kathy, coming into the hospital. Oh, Christ, what happened to you? Kill it. Oh, go, euthanize it. Why are we keeping it alive? I can hear you. 
my mother is a nurse, and if somebody, like one of the kids gets hurt or something like that, she, oh, I, I can't touch it. I can't look at yeah. it. I'm like, really? Your mom is that way, and she's a nurse. <laughs> yeah. That she's could a, be a job killer. Well, she's a, a psychiatric nurse, yeah. but, you know, she went so through she training. So she crazy. <laughs> she went through training. I'm so. the worst when our, when our kids get hurt, and they're panicking, and they come over to me, and I'll, I'll say, yeah, that looks pretty bad. Uh, and my <laughs> wife is, it's not that bad at all. <laughs> you know, so, uh, anyhow. Uh, we do need to break at this juncture. So we'll be right back. In the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. What's going on, Steve? Well, Vanilla Ice has just landed a gig as a judge on a new singing competition in Canada called Canada Sings. Ice says he's thrilled to be able to perform the incredible feat of finally making Paula Abdul's selection as a talent judge look like a logical decision. Yeah, duh. Literary agent Charlene Martin has announced that the jewelry store in Lindsay Lohan's criminal case is trying to get a book deal out of the whole ordeal. Martin has revealed the working title of the book, which is How to Completely Destroy Your Court Case by Trying to Get a Book Deal. Yeah. What? And finally, Jodie Foster, who directed this movie, The Beaver, asked attendees at the premiere screening to try to appreciate the artistry, the sophistication, and the resounding humanity of Mel Gibson's performance. Foster then dimmed the lights and then invited the audience to, quote, enjoy this movie about a guy who sticks his hand in a beaver's ass. Right. <laughs> and then jumped the trash. All right. Thank you, Steve. We have two lovely ladies that are in the studio this morning, and they're here to uh, promote a film. And uh, we're excited to have them here. Absolutely. We've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks now. These are two of the best of the best. Absolutely. Crack me the hell up all the time. The movie is called Bridesmaids. Please welcome Kristen Wiig and Wendy McClendon. Come here. Bump traffic for us? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was the right wow. decision. It's gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys rate. Right. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. for being here, ladies. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. So Wonder- to wonderful here. to have you here. We have oftentimes had a discussion about bridesmaids uh, oh. on the air just because... Uh, it can either be, you know, a great honor for somebody right. or a colossal pain in the ass. Also, right? It's usually that. <laughs> it is usually yeah. that? Yeah. Have you ladies stepped in those shoes before making this movie? Have you been we've, bridesmaids? We've stepped in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> many times. Stepped in many uh, dyed-to-match pumps. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it is a colossal pain in the it, ass, like you said. It seems Nothing to me that about the, it. the selection process either, you're traditionally, I guess, supposed to pick your best friend, but it seems a lot of times the decision is made for, as far as the bridesmaid, uh, you pick the person who you think can handle your insane friends is 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 the way it plays or who, out. Who can afford to do it? Right? Yeah, it's yeah. You know, it's right? thousands of dollars now to be a right. bridesmaid. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. yeah, and well, you all have to pay equal amounts. Right. It's well, not the, fair. There's a the scene where you're looking through the list of things, and uh, is that yeah. off an actual etiquette wedding etiquette list or? or? Um, well, I mean, we had a little fun. We made it okay. a little longer. Right. Than <laughs> <laughs> if you go online, you can find these insane lists of you know you must. Put liquid paper on the bride's dress if she gets a stain on it. <laughs> you must be charming to the mother of the bride. You must help grandma to her chair. It's like, what? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do any of these things. And in a way, I guess what you have is the dynamic of 
they're you're all friends centered around the bride, but you may not be friends outside of that. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of times you're meeting them for the, for first, the first time, time but you, they're equally they're they're very good friends with your good friend, but you don't know them. So sometimes. You know, it's like that thing when you get all your friends from different parts of your right. life in one room. You're kind of like, oh, my God. Who <laughs> and, they and they don't get along. They don't right? gel. They yeah. get along, but you want them to, and it's it puts pressure on mm-hmm. you. And I guess the bridesmaid job is, is to sort of pull that off the, the bride. She doesn't have to worry about that. Right. But you ha- you have a great supporting cast. Yes. Everyone in this is just uh, – what I, I love seeing you, uh, Kristen, in the in – the, um, obviously, they're the over-the-top characters that you do, but when you are the sort of – Every woman, you you really are phenomenal at that. Thank you. And do you do you like do you like playing that role more because it's it's more nuanced, you know? Um, I mean, they're they're I always say they're two different muscles, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, it's like they they both are, you know, creatively fulfilling. <laughs> um, I mean, not not really one more than the other, but I mean, on SNL, of course, it's it's so much fun to get to go crazy and you know act like an idiot and wear wigs and stuff, but. Um, yeah, movies, it's a different thing, but I, I love it. But even right. in this movie, I thought you sort of played a, a bunch like of... like an idiot. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you were quite the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you played a bunch of different types of characters. Yeah. You know, you know, the, you know, as the movie sort of progresses, your character becomes more and more depressed. True. Uh, you know, so... It's a comedy, people. It doesn't sound <laughs> no, funny. No, it's but hilarious. your depression is funny. I mean, like, as you sort of, you know, slip into this, you know, this madness, it right. just, you know, it just gets really, really funny. So, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, in a, in a sense, you, you had to play a bunch of different characters that's true yeah and you know what i really liked about this movie is i didn't know how beautiful milwaukee was i had no idea and then they they're, they're showing all these these uh you know aerial views of the of the city i had no idea was it actually shot in milwaukee uh, yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee, California. Milwaukee, California. <laughs> Little well, the exterior. I'm so sure the exterior is yes, okay. yes. Um, but yeah, and, and you had talked about the supporting <laughs> cast and, and the, the, the um, actress that really stood out in this movie was Melissa McCarthy, who's from Mike and Molly. She is, yes. She, I mean, all the ladies are just, like, un- unbelievable. Yeah. And when they talk about going to the Fight Club for a <laughs> yes. bachelorette party, that's the best because you know when that that's happens. a terrible idea. But it's, a, but it's a, to, what you want to do for the bachelorette or for the shower, or whatever is always a fight among everyone who's involved in the bridal party. Right, and like like Wendy's character Rita, I mean, she's yeah pretty determined. That the bachelorette party is going to change her life. Yeah, because <laughs> uh-huh. the life isn't through the rest of my marriage. Right, because it hasn't been good. Party. Right. No. Yeah. Well, it's because I made it bad. Yeah. You know. I want to ask um, Wendy and, and Kristen both uh, about playing uh, drunk and playing drunk funny because it, it, being drunk and out with friends uh, is amusing to one and another, but like it not it doesn't necessarily translate well to film. You know, it's not True. always amusing to everybody else in the room. Um, how do you do drunk funny when you're doing a movie? You drink. You really drink. You really drink. <laughs> is that it? It's, it's complete complete uh, inebriation helps with <laughs> it. I mean, can you I drink? Think- can you have a cocktail before you do the scene, or is that just throw you off? I, I, that would probably you should throw me never off. do that out of respect for everybody that's around here <laughs> and, and all the money they're spending. Right. But you know what? The funny thing is, is that when people are really drunk, what do they try to do? Act like they're not drunk. Right. Yeah. So that's the way to do it properly is to act like. You're you trying know, to keep hey, it together. I'm fine. Yeah. I am fine. <laughs> what, I, what I like about this, uh, uh, and there's a lot of movies that are now, um, I was watching Jane Curtin, uh, and she was talking on Oprah about how Belushi used to sabotage all the, the, the female writers and all this stuff. And now I think we're finally coming into an age where you could take a movie like this and, and base it 
you know, uh, focus on the women, and the guys are going to be attracted to it too because it has. Uh, it's something that we learned a long time ago. You can get a little gross. You can get a little scatological. Yeah. And women have the same reaction to it. They love it. And, right. you know, we always get that. Yeah. I mean, it's 2011. It's, right. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, and in real life, yeah. women are pretty disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We get we get yeah. more on, disgusting ladies, stories. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not the only oh, one that's disgusting. Me, it's true. true. Every lady is nodding her head now. <laughs> I've cleaned bathrooms, and uh, the women's uh, bathroom yeah. is always oh, way worse. There it is. But you know what? This movie is definitely not a chick flick, so I don't want no. you know uh, people okay. to think, oh, it's bridesmaids. It's you know, let, let's get the girls together and go. No, this, this is this is for everybody. Yes. Thank it, you for saying that. You're it's welcome. True. Yeah, thank you. Do you like the? It's it's been labeled the Hangover for women, but it's not i think it seems to be much more than that yeah it's it is getting that a lot yeah. for sure which i mean obviously it's a great movie to be compared to i yeah. sure only hope we're as successful yeah. as that movie um I mean, I mean i do think ultimately it's it's different and and i mean you guys saw it did you think casey saw yeah. it and yeah. we, we, it was he, definitely he was raving on it well i went you know what I, and I, what i what i think will get guys into the into the movie theaters is is the hope of that but after watching well, then, the, then it is yeah <laughs> yes, there it is maybe um well that's why i want to say it's not it's not a chick flick it's and, not. but it's also it's not the hangover as well yeah. uh yeah it's i mean uh, I, listen, I'm married. Uh, I've been in a, a lot of weddings, and, and so is my wife. So there are there is so much material there. You it's know, universal. Just, it really, yeah. really yeah. is. I think it's, Be- a, it's something that everybody can relate to. Because this is the thing. We you know the shows like Bridezilla and so on and so forth. They all focus in on this this okay. dynamic that exists only around this this event in someone's yeah. life. And really, I think it also sort of peels back the curtain of like, all right, what do women really talk about? Right. I mean, there, there's yeah. a thing there uh, when you guys are talking about the bachelorette party, and and you saying, I hope I hope, I hope I'm not ruining this for people be like i want balls in my face yeah. she's determined yeah. she's determined Is you and your character well, huh? yeah uh, uh, my character wants yes. it right. yeah. I'm, I'm having I, never but you mind. say that a lot <laughs> just in general hey when when a guy makes a movie that's like this you know sort of a, a um, fun tongue-in-cheek silly comedy um a guy will toss in some boobs for fun uh you mean that sh- actual boobs or just yeah yeah yes. like up on screen like yeah. uh, you know if you're gonna make an airplane, for example, you want to, just for no apparent reason, a topless woman running across the screen. Um, Do women have that same mentality at all? No. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would like to see a guy it, when we see John Hamm without his shirt. Ladies, yeah. rush to the theaters now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, well, uh, that's okay. That's, right, a, yeah. that's a lights out thing. That's right. more for you know? guys. Yeah, that's yeah. more for guys. Okay. Um, Oh, I had such a poignant point to make, and it escaped me. Go on, Kristen. There's a little boy in a hospital who wants this movie to succeed. Oh, you get to see Kristen in a bra. Oh, that's another thing that's fun for the guys. Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm Kristen's pimp. In fact, the very the opening scene. Yes, is uh, Kristen wild. in a bra doing calisthenics with sure. uh, John Hamm? Yeah, why really? Not? Why, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, you know, <laughs> what, what people want to see. The, the first, it, we have commented. You, well, you're both. You know, I mean, it, it used to be the long-standing thing that women in comedy were were unattractive, and you guys are bucking that system tremendously. Yes. Uh, and uh, Kristen, the first time I I saw you when you joined SNL was the the two a holes sketch. Yes. And uh, it was at that point when, because <laughs> you you so savagely nailed that person, and I I think that probably and correct me if I'm wrong, a, a lot of the comedy that you both do because you're improvisationally I guess based is when you latch onto something is it very much out of anger or you just can't 
I got to do something about this. No, actually, never. Anger. Really? No, 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 never. Because you, you just you just totally eviscerated that type of person so that, perfectly. Well, maybe on some. Well, I'm Jason Sudeikis, and I wrote that. Uh, the the writing night at SNL is is from the old days. I mean, you come in right. at three or four in the afternoon, and you stay until eight in the morning. Um, which you could come in early in the morning, but we don't do that. <laughs> okay. uh, so I remember Jason and I wrote that sketch. It was like 5.30 in the morning. We didn't want to be there. We were tired. We were chewing gum to stay awake. Right. So I think maybe we were a little like, oh, what are we going to do? So we, maybe we just turned into those people. But um, that's well, kind of where that came from. The little aside when you look at the person and you see the guy, and you, you look like a rabbit. Yeah. It's, just, it's, like, it's just so so simple, but it just killed me because that's exactly that kind of stuff. Uh, you, you both are from the Groundlings? Yes. Yep. Yes. That's where we, we met. Uh, How many people have come out of that the, that that uh, that group? Because it's just a lot all over Lots. the place, and a lot of them are in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people from SNL as well. And and Judd Apatow is uh, producing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So th- th- when you talk about the difference between like a Hangover and this movie, Apatow stuff c- can be uproariously funny, but always has a good heart. It oh he's so yeah. he's so good at that, and it's. It makes the funny funnier. Yeah. If you care about the people and then, you know, 20 minutes later you have a scene where you're actually like really engaged with the characters. I think that right. Yeah, if it's all completely outlandish, then you really don't emotionally attach at any point. Right. So he, he does a He's really good job. He's amazing at that. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Kristen Wiig and uh, Wendy McClendon at Cover Your Here Bridesmaids is going to be in theaters on May 13th. Kristen, I have to admit, I, I got a little crush on you from, <gasps> uh, from Whip It. Really? Yeah. I thought you were adorable in that movie. Thank you. And also from the outtakes, too, uh, it looked like you guys, I think that chicks have more fun. You know what I mean? Well, that's why we do the ladies' nights. Yeah, we we take women, rather than a group of guys, we take a group of women to a strip club, like where women get naked. That's why you do it. But it's a blast, man. It's so much fun. And in the outtakes of that movie, it looked like you guys were just partying, like having a great time. I've been very blessed to perform with amazing women for most of my starting at the groundlings i mean that's really where i learned how to be in an ensemble and i was so lucky to have the women you know above me in the groundlings like wendy and melissa and maya um yeah i just yeah i don't know what my point is no 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 i mean is is that is is, does that teach you because obviously the filmmaking is a different thing you 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 co-wrote the script uh Mm -hmm. kristen so when you're Doing that, and you have somebody who's a very co- competent scriptwriter. Do you, as the writer, a- allow improvisation, or it's like, geez, I kind of wrote it this way to be this way? For I mean, absolutely, we were not precious about anything. Okay. Plus, we, you know, we hired these ladies because they're so funny, and especially with Wendy, I got to say, like. There were scenes where she was just going off, and we were like, just forget what we wrote. Just keep talking. <laughs> I love that. I mean, she's, you know, one of the best. Well, the Reno 911 stuff is, is great. Is that is that completely done, oh, yeah. done, done? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's the... been done. Well, I got a crush on you then, and then... Uh... Oh, keep going. And then keep I'm going. reading that your favorite band is my second favorite band, Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. I love Steely Dan. You've opened that can of worms. Uh-huh, right. The only other time I've been here to Philadelphia was to go to see Steely Dan at the Tower Theater. Great really? theater, too. Yeah. I, I contend oh. that there is, there is not one single bad Steely Dan song. I would agree. Yeah. 
I would agree. Even, the, the one that's not even that good is awesome. Yeah. But Which what one? Showbiz East- Kids. Oh, I thought you were going to say East St. Louis Toodaloo. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. a little out there. <laughs> I want to say I hate Steely Dan right now just to stir up. <laughs> 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 just to make it really bad. No, I don't. I'm kidding, everybody. Philadelphia, calm down. I got to meet Donald Fagan and Walter Becker backstage. At that show, how and ugly. I had nothing to say. <laughs> what nothing do you say? Interesting to say. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> I want balls in my you. face. I want balls in my face. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, we, they used to do the New York Rock and Soul Review. Do you remember yes. Fagan was doing yes. that? And, that and, and there was a, a not to go off on a Steely Dan right. tangent, no, but Becker joined them one night, and it was uh, it was it was amazing. So crazy. <laughs> Oh, oh, stop it. I'm sorry, I got to a little bit. I was doing a little research on you, and, and you were on a show that I loved that was sort of a one-and-done deal, the uh, the Joe Schmo show. Yes. Oh, wasn't oh, that my great? God. That was, uh, like a, uh, basically, was like another life ago. a huge practical joke on right. one dude who thought he yeah. was in a reality show. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and were a lot of those people involved with that with the Groundlings as well? Uh, I don't, wait, Steve Mallory. Oh, he was in the second one. They did it again. After Uh, after you've shot it, after you do it once, isn't, isn't your hand tipped on, on that? Well, I mean, I guess the, as long as there's reality shows, you don't know if it really is one. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, he got a big chunk of change and (laughs) he was all right. Wasn't that heartbreaking when he, when he found out? Oh my God. We were all like, did we just do something really bad? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then we were Everyone. like, oh, but you went, I think he won like a hundred grand or something. Then he was like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> he almost had like a nervous breakdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Wow. Well, ladies, we would love to spend the rest of the day telling you how cute and talented you yeah, are. And we'd love to. Oh, shoot. Uh, we have we to But we know stop? you're busy Hollywood types and you got your stuff to do. But we are glad that you uh, had a few minutes to come by here. Thanks for having us. This. this was fun. It's our pleasure. We'd love to have you back again sometime. <laughs> what is this? This is East St. Louis. East St. Louis, Louis. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to. Great song. It's a great song. All right, but we got to we got to end with something appropriate. All right, so here we move, go. Move down I'm one. Moving down oh, one. Jesus, stop it! There here we go. go. This is what we need to play here. Thank you, ladies. Thank Wonderful you. to have you by here this morning. Uh, Kristen Wiig and Wendy McClendon yeah. coming. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Preston and Steve shows. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.